in five, four, three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Welcome everybody, it is Thursday, August 24th, this is the Mike Rutherford Show, coming to you from the world-famous University of Louisville College of Business Studios, the remote studios here in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Visit business.louisville.edu to see what the UofL College of Business can do for you. Trevor, you've been talking about this for a long time, you, you've been talking about how you want to incub- incubate your inner entrepreneur. You've been saying that for years, ever since I've known you. Yes, ever since I, I bought an incubator. The best way to make that happen is not by buying an incubator. It's by looking up UofL's top-ranked innovation MBA. In just 12 months, you can gain the confidence and the connections needed to spark your entrepreneurial entrepreneurial spirit. Learn best practices from our award-winning faculty, serial entrepreneurs, venture capitalists, and national business leaders. You can also compete for thousands of dollars in startup funding and business plan competitions. Start your journey today. Visit business.louisville.edu backslash UofL. MBA. We're on the air today from 3.05 until 6 here on 14.50 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the Western Hemisphere. You know it's better as the Big X. It is Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey. Not at the fair today. We're, we're in studio. I do feel kind of bad because like my initial uh, – yesterday I was like, I'll go back to the fair if we can make sure that everything's going to work. And then today I was like – I had two guests lined up for the show. And so I texted Troy and Duke and I'm like, hey, I'll go out there tomorrow. But can we just do the show in studio? Because I've got two guests, and Tuesday was kind of a a little bit of a cluster. Some stuff didn't go right. I'll go back out there tomorrow, but I want to do the show so everything can go smoothly back in studio Thursday. And Troy's like, don't worry about it. Perfect. Sounds good. And then both of my guests <laughs> dropped. One of them wanted to go tomorrow, and now I can't do it tomorrow because we're going to be at the fair. And then I think the other one, we're just going to try to get uh, George Tech guy from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution on Monday or Tuesday next week. So it is just, it's just now it's just us. So my reasoning for not going to the fair today was, is now bunk, but I'm still here. By the way, I got an email asking if I want, we wanted to interview the guy that we had on the show. Did you get the same? I'm sure you got the exact <laughs> the, same the email that I got. Was from Trevor Bowden or something? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He emailed me twice. The second time I was like, all right, man, let's do it. I was like, I was like, I was like we already had him on. Bring him back. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you're late, buddy. Let's bring him back and ask him the exact same questions. No, <laughs> Trevor's always, always delayed. <laughs> I did, yeah, I did. the second time he emailed me, I was like, you know what? Sure. Yeah. I last night I was like, wait a second. I was like, this name looks really familiar. 
Now you are we're in studio, so thankfully you've got you had a huge Amazon box in here included. <laughs> you got gifts for my entire family. When it's my birthday, apparently everybody's getting a gift, which is know, very I, nice of you. I mean, you gotta stop having kids, by the way. <laughs> I can't I keep buying her the kids. Well, I did it for Virginia the one time. I was like, well, now I can't leave John behind. And Virginia knows, like, if you're getting a gift, then you sh- she should get a gift, right? Virginia's, I mean, she's I can't she's help. I, I love to spoil period. kids, by the way, and especially you, when they're not mine. So you did get me. I, I've mentioned several times that 790, when they laid us off, they yeah, I had the call. They did it over the phone. And Josh. <laughs> by the way, it's pretty low, right, a little bit? I it mean, was fine. I mean, I it was, guess. at least it, some other people went into work and got escorted out. I think that would have been more embarrassing than getting just a phone call. <laughs> I would have made a scene. I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like McLovin from Superbad. Dead weight, dead weight. <laughs> <Just> drop. <laughs> you pigs can't handle it. He went out like a champion. I would have. I'd have made him carry me out too. If you're gonna escort me out, I mean, but, come no, on. So it was on the phone. It was a, it was a weird deal. Maybe one day I'll tell the the full story. But it's never good when like <laughs> the the worst part was like my boss and I. We had like he was a, he was a cool guy. I, I still I, I like my boss very much. I actually had to to do stuff with him pretty soon after we got laid off when I filled in for Jody Dumming on the Cardinal Insider. And he's <laughs> he, he's a good guy. But he called well, his call probably. I mean, he he called. Yeah. He, so like his it's his number that pops up on my cell phone, and I'm like, what up? And he's like. I'm here today with, and he like reads off the names of like the big bosses, and I was like, oh <laughs> no, I know, I knew, I knew it was gonna be bad. But at the end of the call, he's like, he's like, did you have anything at the office that you need? Because we had a John and I both had an office, but it was a shared office, which meant that it became John's office. Like, like I think he was the only one who was ever in there. He was the only one doing stuff, and so I didn't really have much. He's like, I don't think you have much at the studio. Your at- office seems like mine here, where it's just basically filled with memorabilia. Yeah, I'm not really. Or just stuff. In it was general. like a professional office, but like we well, had. Hey, wait a minute. Wait we, <laughs> we had to split one. Like we shared it, and so John, like you know, was was like the only one who ever used it, and so I kind of just used the open workspace when I did get there a little bit early. But I, I was like, the only things that I have are all those bobbleheads in the studio. Like those, I brought those over. We actually had some. Like when I started to assemble a group, we had some listeners send some in as like gifts for the for the studio, and he was like, okay, cool. He's like, we'll we'll box those and we'll send them to you. Never got the box. Never got anything. I wonder if they're still there. You said they are, right? I, all I know, I've seen them sometimes on Nick Coffee's setup. I see that a couple yeah. of them are like in his setup now. Now, maybe he had those before, and he didn't just ab- absorb mine. But I don't know. I, don't, I couldn't see Nick having a Jeff Conine bobblehead. I, I've not seen Jeff Conine pop up. Yeah. Like, He's yeah, got see, UofL ones. Okay, UofL or like NBA ones, I could see him, you all maybe sharing the same interest in. Yeah, it was an eclectic mix. Like We had some. Yeah. We had like a Petrino one, a John L. Smith one, a Denny Crum one, and then there was like the incredible, basically the ones that the Bats gave us when they would come and do promotions, yeah, which included nice. in that was I the, the the cookie lady the Kazuto cookie lady who came in studio and did the, you know, they were it was her night it was Kazuto cookie lady night cookie lady night at the at Slugger Field she had her own bobblehead she autographed them for me and John and that one was lost and she was very sweet I really enjoyed the interview so I always bring that one up and you on went on <laughs> on eBay and found the cookie lady bobblehead for me and now we, we can bring that magic here to Big X Studios and unfortunately Thank it's not you, autographed though sorry that's okay we, I, we can try it is it intact though I did open to make sure it wasn't broken I was like Cause it, it came in a bo- its own box like wrapped in like Three days worth of newspaper and bubble wrap. It came actually very well wrapped. I just bobbleheads to... break so easy. I know that's I've why I've broken wanted... like fifteen of them. I got recently. Do you know like the, the? I think it's like Funko Pop. Like they have. Yeah, it's like never, a big brand. I never got into the Funko. My buddy Yates is really big into those though. Well, they've got like they they unveiled a new Louis bobblehead, and these things are like a hundred bucks, and they sent me yeah. one for free. And like as I'm getting it out of the package, like Virginia and and her cousin Audrey are kind of like 
positioning to see what it is and kind of like bump me and I drop it. Head just falls off immediately. Like just, it's dead. It's a millisecond into opening it. No, the cookie lady bobblehead is perfect. It's I have. I hope uh, this didn't cost too much on eBay. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Um, it was. So I've, I don't have a lot of bobbleheads, but I got a few. And most of them I don't like to open up. I'm like the weird guy that leaves everything in a box. Like I've got a, I've got a, a, a group of like Reds bobbleheads that none are open. They're still in the box. And so I've got like some, some, some eagle ones as well like that. But I do have a few that are open. And they're like, I have a bookshelf in my little man cave, and one of the shelves is nothing but bobbleheads. One day I came home, and I guess one of the cats like jumped up on the shelf. And long story short, two 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 McNabs and a and a Brian Dawkins oh. and a Bobby Taylor did not make it. It's it, once Four the when they them, drop, not, they're yeah, gonna be right. She not, and of course they're on like the I think the middle shelf, so it's a decent. I mean, not far drop, but far enough to fall on a hard floor and. I wasn't the most uh, happy, especially the Bobby Taylor one was from like '98. Like the only one I could find on online was like 300 bucks, because it's just very hard to find now. And so was the Dawkins one. So I just I didn't glue him. I just kind of put his head back on his shoulder. It doesn't bobble anymore. But yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, McNabb is just kind of sitting there in parts. This thing breaks. Yeah, we my aunt, one of our wedding presents. Too bad the cat doesn't break that easily. Yeah, I know. One of our <laughs> wedding presents from my aunt. Who's hilarious? Like she got us like a, a personalized bobblehead, like Dwight from the office. Like me, got that, yeah. yeah, it's like me and Mary on our wedding day, like what we were wearing and kind of. And so we were. It's probably like a year into our marriage. It was very early on. Like we had the bobblehead. I don't even know where it was at this time in our house, but we were dog sitting for a colleague of Mary's, like a, a friend of hers that she worked with that was going out of town for. But we and we had and we left to go like go get something. The dog got the bobblehead. <laughs> Chewed my face pretty much off, left Mary completely untouched. So like my nose is like halfway eaten off. Is that like, like like an omen. I mean, that's, yeah, that's uh, some weird. It was a very it was a very targeted attack. And when I came home and I'm like, well, I mean, we can kind of save this. I, I don't know where the bobblehead is now, but that was bad. And the only <laughs> other the only other one that I got really upset about was like the bobblehead people used to send me like the ones that I got. They would they'd be like, if you put like a little thing on your your website, we'll send you this for free when we have new releases. And one of the new releases was Ron Hunter. The, the Georgia State coach at the time, where he, they had a bobblehead of him falling off the chair. RJ, the, the famous, R, R, yeah, RJ Hunter's dad, Ron Hunter. His son is RJ, yeah. He, yeah. Ron, they have a, a bobblehead of Ron falling off the little stool yeah. uh, after the famous RJ shot. It was a really cool bobblehead, and I got it, and like I brought it to when we were at, at 93.9, and I brought it to the studio, and like it was another one of those where like I dropped it out of the box, and like part, like a very small part of it broke. And it was it was fine. Like I was gonna glue was it back it together. Was the leg that was broken? No, no, no. It was, just, like, it was like a finger or something. <laughs> okay. It was it was really small. But I was like, I, this is fine. Whatever. Like I'll fix this. This is a cool like piece of memorabilia. And we had a producer at the time, uh, if you remember back in, in the day, Spencer Keatsman. I remember. He, I remember the name. I never worked with him. But I his, know his dad name, was yeah. the Kevin Keatsman who had the big show in Kansas City. Ended up getting fired for saying stuff about um, Andy Reid. Uh, but he don't talk bad about Andy. He Reed. was here, and and so look, John definitely and I and I kind of played. Good cop, bad cop. Like John was very was was tough on Spencer. Not that he shouldn't have been, but like I, I was very much. This is gonna shock you. Willing to give him a longer leash and be like cool with stuff. I'm like I'm not gonna yell at this kid, whatever. But John was was you know, very very much to the point that like we ended up having to get a new producer because John was just not happy with the job that he was doing, and it, it was it was very deserved criticism. I'll say that. Okay. But the only time that I ever got mad at Spencer was he threw my bobblehead away. Like, I didn't care about— He threw it away? I didn't care about him, like, you know, dropping the ball with guests or, like, you know, coming in maybe a little drunk. Like, I, I, I didn't get—I was like, you threw the bobblehead? I was like, you threw it away? He's like, it was broken. I was like, dude! I, I, it was the one time that I actually, like, yelled at him. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. That's just, like, kind of like stealing almost. It was terrible. I was I was very—he's like, you, you, said, you said it broke when it came out of the box. I'm like, it was like one finger. 
Well, it doesn't matter if, if you if, if, if you didn't throw it away, then he has no reason to throw it away. It's my property, too. Exactly. Yeah, I was very upset. You talk about those personal ones. I think I've told you this before, but uh, I can't say his name because he'll get mad. But the commissioner of our, our, our fantasy league. Uh, you never said his name before. You just you said we, commissioner. And I he know. still gets mad. He still gets mad. I know. I don't get it. Well, he didn't like this this part of the story either. So he he, I, he runs a restaurant as well. Yeah, and I guess his employees did like you did. They 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 love him and rightfully so. I'm sure he's a great boss. Uh, he's a great friend when you go to eat his restaurant for me at least because he gives me a great discount. And he uh, he they gave him like most personalized bobblehead dolls. So we're at the draft a few years ago, and he I guess he hasn't he had his living room. This is where he's been. He's since now been married and got a kid, but he had like displayed in the living room. And the whole time we're doing the draft, I'm like Santa's bobblehead, and it was just driving me nuts because I didn't know it was like supposed to be a personalized one. <laughs> <laughs> and it's finally just like happened to the draft. I'm like, bleep. I was like, no, I can't say his name. I'm like, why do you have a Tom Crean bobblehead doll? Oh, no. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, and I've said this. You're an Ohio State fan. You're a Duke fan. You're, you know, you're a Browns fan. I'm like, I don't know. Why do you have Tom Crean? He's like, that's me. I'm like, you don't look like Tom Crean. Oh, <laughs> he does, man. He's got a beard, but the bobblehead didn't. And I was like, it just, I mean, I wish I could take a picture of it. You would be like, that's Tom Green. Like, it, that, that thing should have a bobblehead kid next to it trying to avoid getting kissed. Like, it, it's, it's a tough uh, one. It's, it's, have you ever gotten, like, the, the comparison to somebody, whether it's somebody famous or just like, hey, I saw this guy that looked like you, and it's been it, just a, a blow to the ego? Anytime well, somebody the, always says, like, I think is, I saw your twin, I'm like, I've got to see this guy. I've got, I've got to know what they look like. The problem with mine is it's just always some random fat guy. Well. It's, I mean, I'm not trying to be joking. It's true, though. Like, I have a cousin who is who, the one I've told you lives in Russia, speaks fluent Russian, uh, teaches English to Russians and over there. And, like, when he'd come visit people, like, is that your brother? Are you twins? I'm like, no, we're just both chunky, dude. What I mean, what, <laughs> what doesn't always have to no. <laughs> In fact, I just met the guy for the first time like two years ago. <laughs> well, anyway, big thanks for the bobblehead. That was very kind of you. Well, Happy you know early birthday to me. I'm excited about it. Because hey, uh, you're on Sunday, right? Technically. Sunday is my birthday. Yeah, yeah we were 39. The last time I can actually celebrate a birthday before 40, which feels weird. It still feels like I, I remember turning 30. Not that long ago, and it doesn't. I mean, we lived in the same house. We just moved into the house yeah. a few months earlier. We had a big party, and like that. Don't get me wrong; it, it feels like it was a different lifetime ago. It was pretty kids and stuff, but it it doesn't feel like it was that long ago that I'm now staring down the barrel of a forty. And it's gonna be weird this time next year because I know all of my like all my friends are gonna be. We're all gonna be turning forty, and we're gonna have you know. You feel like you've got to do something for forty, right? Like this weekend, I- that was going to be my last blowout, but COVID put a. Oh, put a, that sucks. I was going to Vegas for the draft. We were going to spend my fortieth uh, in in Vegas during watching the NFL draft, and yeah, well, you know, unfortunately, I end up just doing doing what I did for the other previous thirty nine birthdays for the most part. Yeah, I mean, we're doing dinner tomorrow night out, and just Mary and I, and that, that's kind of it. Like, yeah, thirty nine is not. I've got no real other plans, and I don't really want to have any other plans. But next year. We'll have to do something. And we I feel like we had parties for most of our friends when they turned 30. And now 40, it's going to be like the year of 40th birthday. Like party, I was going to say, did, strange. did you do, I think I, I, I probably asked you this before, but did you do anything for 30? Yeah, we had a big house party. Did you do, so you had, a, you, you did have kind of a big gathering? Yeah, it was fun. I mean, I, yeah, because I actually, I went out and got pretty hammered. I think I ended up going to Mr. Ended up at Mr. G's that night. Love Mr. G's. And In fact, I think I ended up making a booty call to the coffin girl. The graveyard girl ended up getting a booty call that night, I believe. Nothing screams 30. <laughs> like Mr. G's and a graveyard booty call. 
She ended up leaving with my friend the next day. Well. <laughs> it's all right. I was good with it. Also screams third. <laughs> I guess. I don't, I don't even I don't know, know what I mean. There. It screams something, all right. <laughs> it certainly screams something. We want to hear from you guys today on the Thornton's text line. Hit us up at 502-414-1450. Download the Refreshing Rewards app to save yourself some money. Anytime you stop into one of the 34,313 area Thornton's locations, there's that many of them. For a reason, they know what they're doing. They're the best in the biz. Get some free gas or some cheap gas, depending on how many rewards points you have. I've never cashed in my rewards at Thornton's. You probably need to. You've probably got a lot of... I've had a Thornton's card for like probably a decade. And then... I type in my number every time I get gas. three real quick and then you can... Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. And then text us at 502-414-1450. My bad. Go ahead. Finish up. (laughs) Now, what were you saying? Say I've never done my rewards. I wonder how much I have gathered up. I do feel like... Like You have a car. (laughs) And you and I have talked about this before. Thankfully, like I, re- I remind myself every now and then, like I forget always that I've got all these Chick Fil A points. Like oh, I was ordering, yeah. we had a babysitter over the other night, and I was ordering Chick Fil A for everybody, and like I realized, like I've got all these points, that, and you have to use them by a certain date. So oh, I'm, I you need know, to do that too. Then yeah. yeah. So you look at it, and you're like, redeem this, redeem that, redeem that. And like bam, like a fifty dollar order becomes like a thirteen dollar order. So you always always remember about the points. Never never forget. I think Save yourself some money whenever you can. I think I could stuff eat for free at Chick Fil A for like three weeks, probably on my points. You probably could, but now you probably lost some over the years. I don't like the fact. Well, you know, I've, only, I've had it for a couple years now. They I don't like the fact they expire. That's not cool. Well, they do. That's like that's the opposite of cool. That's uncool. Well, like that's just. I don't have to tell you. This is why I don't like getting into coupon stuff. I've never. Been, I'm, I'm always so bad about even when it's a good like coupon deal or. Some kind of thing. I'm. I'm just. The, I'm the worst about like redeeming it. I don't know why. I'm. To be honest, with my mom. My mom was like the one with the coupon book that would clip stuff and use every coupon. Yeah, my mom's the same way. And but like they give me like you know I'll get like the buy one get one freeze at Arby's sometimes and I'm just I just lay it next to my my seat and I forget about it. I'm just I'm bad about coupons. We've got conference realignment stuff to get to today. Okay. Which I, I know is not our favorite thing, but yeah. it's the hubbub. It's the uh, the scuttle right now. Is all about this. ACC now looking to potentially once again add Stanford, Cal, and SMU, and the the new financial figures that could say it's you know, should be beneficial for the conference. And four teams, the four schools that voted against it last time, can one of them flip to give us the the twelve schools out of fifteen consensus that you need to have this approved? Uh, we'll talk about that. We've got some other like ins and outs. We have not talked about the uh, Louisville, the multi-team event that we're going to be playing in in basketball in. This came out like a day or two ago, right? It did. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about I it. I forgot to mention. It was the day we were at the the, uh, the, the fair. The, the fair when it was just such a kind of a cluster. Uh, I, I didn't want to talk about that. Uh, Brooks Holton, by the way, he, we relied heavily when I could not talk to you via the the Comrex because you were echoing so badly. Yeah. I just basically like read his story. The you know the the, the Kenny Payne year two other examples of, of oh yeah yeah bad yeah, yeah like that that kind of saved me. And he messaged me yesterday and was like. Hey man, I'm getting a chance to hear you know you, you talk about this, the story. Like I really appreciate the time and all this stuff. Was was very very nice about it. And then he was like, "There's a lot of dogs barking in the background. <laughs> it was kind of tough to hear at some points." So I was like, "I know." Nothing screams summer radio filler would have been reading someone's list offline. It really wasn't a list though. Like, well, it was, yeah, true. it was examples, and we kind of you know we threw in our own. But at that point, you know, it was I, I have to talk about something. Like, I could only milk Patrick's first week in college so much. I think that was one of the lessons Renshaw taught me earlier. He's like, just if, you, if, you're, if you're stuck for a segment, find a good list. That's what you got to do. Can, you can kill 20 minutes with a list. There were times, yeah, to, <laughs> to, to bring up John again from back in the day, like John would come into every single show 
with all of, he was you know very old school, but he would print out like 17 stories. So he would come with like a stack of papers for every single show. And I was like, it's Renshaw. I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, like you, you don't need all of this. And then invariably we would hit a lull or a topic would not take off like we thought it was going to. And I was like, bust out one of those lists, John. Here we go. It's like t- <laughs> 10 Valentine's gifts not to get your honey this Valentine's yes. Day. And I'm like, let's do it. Why not? There's a solid 10 minutes. Let's knock it out. Especially in summertime. I don't, I don't know what summer sports radio show doesn't yeah. do at least one list or something at least a week. I mean, I mean, we, we, we just went to the MINA hole category instead, though. MINA hole is fun. It is fun. Do we have one today? Yeah, we're going to do that again today. Okay. Because people yesterday, people really liked the noodles one yesterday. People got really into it. <laughs> Something caught me on my attention when I, like, I, didn't, I don't know why I didn't notice it when you first read it, but like some, I guess someone posted the, the post on, on Twitter and I clicked on it and looked yes, at it. yeah. And I... <laughs> I noticed, like the, the at the very end when she's talking about like you know just basically throwing kind of the X under the bus for while we know it's everything she's saying is true, but she also could be looking for sympathy from the masses. But either sure. way, uh, and she's like naming the things, and the second one was he cheated on me multiple times, and then the next one was like, and worst of all, he lied about being allergic to dogs so he can get one, and it just like clicked in my mind. I was like, listen, I love dogs. But I don't know if just lying to be allergic to dogs not to get one is actually worse than cheating on you multiple times with women in your college. It's pretty bad. I think that's kind of near the, I mean, short of like, you know, like stealing her car and running away. Like that's, I think that might be worse than lying about a dog. Well, the best one was he wasn't a pharmacist. He just worked at CBS. CBC, CBC, which was great. Like that was, that was wonderful. (laughs) I think it does take a truly evil person to lie about reasons to not get a dog. Yeah, I'm not. My grandmother lied forever saying she's allergic to cats so we wouldn't get one, which I didn't mind. I'm fine with that. I am too. I hate cats. Yeah, I'm not a cat person. But uh, she, I believed her fake sneezes were real until I was like 14. <laughs> <laughs> she would fake sneeze every time a cat came anywhere near. God love her. She was committed to the bit. She was very committed, yes. I got to respect it. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I, the dog thing, no, I just, I love dogs too much. I can't help. I mean, if I have four and if I could probably have more, I would. We all came to the consensus that they just needed to break up. Yeah, probably. That was the issue. And grow up a little bit, maybe. Cause I think in the initial story, she kind of was the a-hole and then it, and she, and like you said, maybe she was just giving out details to make herself look better. Or she was just being juvenile cause she's only 20 years old. Which was another part of it. You started <laughs> dating when, when he was 23 and you were 17. That's an issue. Oh, again, I'm going to let that one slide. Would you care to expand upon why? 18, I was 23. That's fine. You were 18 at least. No, she. Oh, she was 18. No, the other one, I was 20, she was 26. Same gap. Oh, yeah. Same actually, yeah, gap. yeah. Weirdly, yeah. Do you have a noodle issue with her? Sort of. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I walked right into that one. Bop, right there. That's terrible. We've got to, I've got a couple of stories that I want to get to. Some fun, some relatively serious. We got odds and ends. It's this is the first big weekend for like Cardinal Athletics getting started again. I know the women's soccer team played a couple of matches. They played last weekend and then again earlier this week. Got off to a little bit of a rough start. Lost to Xavier. They're oh one and one. But this weekend, starting tonight, really, you've got men's soccer in action. Tomorrow, you've got. Field hockey in action. They play a couple of matches this weekend. You've got volleyball kicking off what they hope is a national championship com- campaign with the Cardinal Classic this weekend. I think the women's soccer team is back in action again this weekend. It, it, it's Sports are going to be back. Not just football. 
Sports are back. It's happening starting tonight. The men's soccer team, by the way, is going to play at 7.30. They're playing a nationally ranked debut opponent, Tulsa, who's number 16, is coming to town for a 7.30 match. And if you can't make it out to Lynn Stadium, you can watch it on the, the Watch ESPN app, ACC Network Extra, whatever you want to call it, uh, again, at 7.30. So it does feel like sports are back. I've got a couple of uh, where they stand in national rankings. We'll do a quick like little review of the fall sports seasons as they get going. All that, and then, of course, your text at 502 502- 414-1450. There's also a story that I want to, want to touch on about – I love – you talk about lists and how they get us through the summer. I love these Coaches Talking Anonymously series because they always give you some good stuff. And there's a good one. Like, on three is just straight up copying Matt Norlander of CBS and talking to, asking college basketball coaches one specific question and getting all these anonymous responses. But I did think that their their topic was much more interesting than the, the CBS series has been so far this summer. They, they, they're talking about – how has NIL changed the way that you recruit players? And the, the variance in the answers, to me, was, was pretty fascinating. So we're going to get to all that good stuff. And then, of course, like I said, see, text line, 502 414 You see LSU players actually suspended for breaking how, – how, how do you break violations in a nil era? I didn't see what happened. Like the, the defensive tackle for LSU suspended for taking in, in, in uh, uh, what, bad, wrong benefits. He's suspended for one game this year. And at LSU – like yeah, yeah, you have to be. That has to have been like super wrong. This has to have been like a prostitution thing. That's that's what I'm trying to figure out. I mean, but it was only one game. It's like what what well, can, again, what could be LSU. what could be so like bad that it's not like under nil rules, but yet not bad enough to where you're only getting one game. This was probably an nil murder for thing. hire plot, if I had to guess, <laughs> because that's and that probably would only get you like one game at LSU. But do you think he just cheated on his nail like he, he signed with Coke and he just he was seen buying a Pepsi? I think it was some sort of equivalent of that. My buddy worked for Coke and he said if they ever if you were ever caught like buying a non Coke product, they would fire you. Or it was something having to do with gambling. I don't know. I, I think <laughs> probably something like that. He but, wouldn't stop calling Olivia Nun or whatever. Who knows? We'll take our first break. When we come back, we will uh, we'll, we'll take some texts. I also have an update on the Big X Golf Scramble. I'm excited about it. Uh, it's going to be next Friday. We hope to see you out there at Elk Run. That's going to be fantastic. Can't be and, this hot out there, though. God, yeah. Thank God it's not tomorrow. Oh. I could not. I could not do it. I, I, I could, won't. I, I could, could barely it. make it to the car walking outside the house. To, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm still sweating in here. <laughs> this ten feet is just like swimming. It was just disgusting. It was so gross. Last night was awful too. But I think we're going to get a reprieve starting Saturday. And hopefully that sticks around. I'm excited about that. So we'll get to these stories. We'll get to your texts. All that coming up after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Thursday here on 1450 and 961, The Big X. And a week from tomorrow, it's really going to be back. A week from tomorrow, we're also going to have the Big X Golf Scramble. I'm a bad employee here because I don't know I don't know if there's still spots available for the event. I know it, it filled out last year. I'm assuming it's going to fill out again this year if it hasn't already. 
But uh, just send in your uh, your information, see if you can get one. Please. Send your information to I think it's Big X Golf Scramble at yeah. Yahoo.com. TJ's the one that does is, is like he can just control that. So just, yeah. just find TJ. Just, just don't buy his house. So TJ was I mentioned yesterday he texted me about trying to iron out the details, and I wasn't sure how we were going to be able to do. I just talked to Dugan about because Friday with the high school football and all the coverage that we have here, and Scoot's just stealing equipment constantly. Wasn't sure how we were going to be able to do. Still at the state fair. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the Comrex is not at the fair. Well, I mean, I hope it's like. No, I mean, well, if it is, I hope it. it's. Yeah, I hope it's. Yeah. It's a safe place. But God knows, it was not when I went in there nope, nope. and disconnected it. We've. Uh, so, I wasn't sure if we. Because again, this is a big show for us. We're doing the lead into Louisville, Georgia Tech. Nine seventy is going to have the broadcast on, on the radio. Ninety three nine, our sisters, our partner station as well. But you know, we kind of do like the pre pre game. So I want to make sure that we can be around for as much of it as, as we can. And thankfully, like you said, yeah, we're very close out there at Elk Run to yeah. our studios here in like Jeffersonville. Five minutes from here, or so yeah, it should not be an issue. So I was like, yeah, we, we'll we'll be able to do the show out there at three. And I think I'm also going to play with. I'm excited about this. I'm excited. I'm going to I'm going to play with Roush, TJ, and Scoots. We have like a 14-50 team, which should be fun. I don't know how good we're going to be, but we should be good. I would be. I, I would. I, the old Trevor would be like. Why wasn't I part of the group? But then again, I was like, "Oh, yeah, it's golf." <laughs> yeah, you you, you, you I've been, already said you don't want to be a part. Yeah, I'm just gonna kind of just kind of float and be like, uh, anybody wants uh, me to swing for them or, you know, high five, take a picture, take dope, whatever. Just just come out and hang out with me. Now the scramble starts at nine fifteen. Are you? Like, what time are you going to get there? About nine fifteen. Are you really? Well, the thing is, is I've got to be in this studio from seven to nine doing the board. Oh, okay. So that's that's kind of what, yeah. That's that's how it's going to be. A, it's kind of a wonky day because I mean, this is one of those weird events where me and Scoots both kind of want to be there, but we both can't. And our only other employee is just like just bounced and went to Atlanta. Well, now he works for six eight. Yeah, so he didn't. I mean, where's Jenna? Uh, Jenna would have never done this to us. Never. She she not only did she never call and she brought me a straw. Um, uh, you didn't get because you were out that day. Sorry, I was gone. Yeah, yeah, but you can always share mine. I don't have goodies anymore. That's okay. <laughs> so, but I would be uh, so yeah. They'll do the show from seven to nine. It's gonna be a long day for Trevor, by the way. I must say because like we need yeah, this is the debut of the Brom era. You more than anybody in this market have pushed Jeff Brom to Louisville. You were more excited than anybody when this when this finally became official. This is day one. This is the first game of what we hope is the the best era in the history of Louisville football. I need you to bring it that afternoon, oh, wow. and I'm worried about. Trevor, who has gone to sleep at 6.15 in the morning and then gotten up at 8.30 and has been working for the last nine hours, I'm a little bit nervous about what you're going to bring to the table that afternoon. I will bring it. Now, the question is, is just, will I have to rewatch the game on Saturday because I'll be so tired watching it Saturday, Friday night? I'm worried about that, too. And the, But I can't be too tired because I'll be doing the board there. Come, So he'll come here. Uh, Scoots will come back here at 9. I guess I don't know how's. I don't know. I guess we're just not going to run any other local shows because he runs the board from eleven and one. I guess Spears is out. I guess Spears will be out because I think he's involved in the, the scramble, maybe, or maybe he'll do his show. From, I don't know how we're going. We haven't figured that part out yet, but that's okay because we still got we, a few days. We got eight days. We we're got fine. eight days. We're fine. Well, that, that's the problem for future Trevor and Scoots to figure out in six days. I'm sure nothing will go wrong. <laughs> so then, then I'll come. I'll go back there and then join the, everybody. So about nine fifteen ish. By the time I get there, when the show ends at nine. Uh, and then I'll hang out there. We'll do the show with you at three, and then we'll get done. And I'll head back. Oh, here, Scoot, give Scoots the equipment. He'll even go to this football game to call us play by play, which he does a great job on, by the way. 
and I'll hang out here and keep uh, John Spears and St. X on the air. Okay. And while I do that, I'll be watching you, John, Jeff Brom's debut probably on the computer screen here because, yeah. You get to watch the game here? I'll have to, yeah. Because i got to work during the I know it sucks. That's why I said I'm going to record the game and probably end up rewatching it on Saturday as well. Now, Texture says that we've not brought this up yet. Texture says, my God, I've been waiting all day to hear how the drone assembly and test flight went. Oh, well. It, the drone's here. The drone is here. It is not out of the box. No, I didn't want to. Well, because I didn't get home until about midnight last night. So I, I, haven't even, yeah, I haven't even opened the box yet. I was going to do that here, like, kind of during the show, but. Don't, it, don't do it during Well, actually, yeah, take it back. Do, you absolutely ooh, do it during it's in the like show. A, it's in, like, one of those, like, cases that, like, heroin addicts put all their stuff in. Now, it is definitely small. I don't know. I don't want to know how you know how heroin addicts carry around their well, stuff. Well, it's a little pouch, like a little zip pouch. Like this is like when I was watching Pulp Fiction last night, and this is like it looks like the pouch that Travolta opens up and he pulls nice out his needle. Nice so. recovery. Nice recovery. <laughs> I learned it from a movie. Look at me, I weigh four hundred pounds. What do you think I'm on heroin? There's no way. The only person that could be well, this I wasn't fat saying that. Me. I was just saying the company you keep. Oh, the only person that can be as fat as me and still on those kind of drugs is Sean Kemp. Uh, this remote. Sean Kemp's not coming on the show. <laughs> yeah, for, for for money, I bet he will. <laughs> it did come with batteries. How's it looking there? He's opening the drone package as we speak. YouTube cameras coming drone. next week. It's small for sure. It is. They're no, they're small. I small is like when I go to the John. This is tiny. It's not that small. I mean, if you, it's not that small. I've seen drones like that before. Okay. I'm just trying to make you feel better. It's not that small. <laughs> it's got uh, the remotes. I don't understand the buttons on here, to be honest. Now, now we've started this. This is the issue. Is there's zero chance that you're going to be able to figure it out. There's minor assembly required. There's no way you get this done before 6 o'clock. Oh, no, I'm going to do this during the bats game tonight. Okay. I, I'm also worried that you're going to get distracted for the next two hours and 20 minutes. More than usual. Distracted from what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, I'm, all right, I'm putting it up. Okay. I'm okay. zipping up the heroin, heroin uh, drone. Let's talk, uh, <laughs> before we get, we get back to the text line, let's talk about the, uh, I, I think this is the big news in the world of UofL sports outside of just eight days, eight days, eight days. Uh, the, the, the latest ACC realignment stuff that's been out there. Yep. There is apparently a second movement, which is once again spearheaded by Notre Dame. To add Stanford, Cal, and SMU to the conference. Now, is this anything off of the? I don't know if you saw the Stanford AD on. I think it was like uh, the Dan Patrick show or something the other day. I, I don't I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, I didn't know. Okay, he was on the other day. I just thought it was amusing with the uh, what's his name? I forget the AD for Notre Dame's name. Who cares? He was talking about just how the the greed of the of, of the, all the movement. And how uh, he th- he thinks that you know football shouldn't be excluded from other sports and conferences. <laughs> the yeah, the sub- lack of self awareness in his interview. Oh, Jack Swarbrick, right? Yeah, the lack of self awareness in his entire interview and answers was just classic. Which leads me to exactly what I was going to say next. Which Notre Dame keeps doing this thing where they're like, "How do we live in a world where institutions like Stanford and Cal Berkeley could possibly be left out of a conference? Could have no home." And I want to just, you don't even go here. You, you can't sit with us. You're not part of this. If, you, if, if you're upset about the Stanford and Cal field hockey pro- programs not having a place to play, I don't even know what Notre Dame has. I don't think they do. That's a bad example. If you're upset about the, Notre Dame, the, the Stanford and Cal volleyball programs not having a home, then maybe you can have some talk here. But you don't, you're not a full member. You're not a full conference no. member. We may treat you like one, 
that in and of itself is a, another issue entirely. But you don't have the sway. You're not running the ship. This is not your show. Shut up. This is this is England just before the Revolutionary War to us, right? Is it, is they're, they're trying Go to on. They're, they're trying to they're trying to tell us what to do, even though they're nowhere around. They're not even with us. You didn't tell us what to do. Sure. <laughs> yes. Exactly. No but, taxation without representation, baby. So the, <laughs> no expansion without representation. So the last time we went through this, there were you need twelve out of fifteen teams schools to approve it in order for this to, to move forward. And they eleven out of fifteen approved it. The four that did not were Florida State, Clemson, North Carolina, and then NC State. NC State. I mean, just you know, think for yourself, NC State. Don't be a follower. Don't don't just do whatever you like on that one. And there were apparently a few other schools that, according to reports, voted yes for expansion just because they wanted to maintain the status quo, and you know they they don't feel like they've got a safe landing spot the way that Florida State, Clemson, and these other schools do. So they wanted to you know not not really piss off anybody with the ACC. Now there's a second vote apparently coming. This has been pushed back. I don't know what's changed, but according to Brandon Marcello of of 24/7 Sports, he said a source told him that a decision on whether or not to expand the ACC is likely to be made before August 20th. So that's a week from yesterday, which is when the college football playoff leadership meets in Dallas and will likely discuss whether to tweak the 12-team format for 2024 and beyond. So there's a meeting tonight between the ACC athletic directors to discuss adding these three schools. They're going to present financial models. They're going to talk about the expectations and what would happen. And there's assuredly going to be more meetings in the coming days. Now, the most interesting part of this to me was Ross Dellinger, who's done a great job covering this realignment madness basically all summer, who works for Yahoo, getting together these figures that the ACC presidents are going to apparently present. And the models that they have are going to show a financial gain of roughly $72 million in annual additional revenue for the conference. So like that was my big thing, is the early models that they had showed that if under the current revenue-sharing program that the ACC has in place – the average share of, of these 15 schools, which would become 18, was going to be about $2 million less than it is right now. It was going to go from $41 million per school to like $39 million per school, which is not I – mean, if you're Florida State and Clemson, you're already kind of upset that, look, we make more money, we deserve more money, we need a bigger piece of the pie, let's change this up. We don't want to be here anyway. Yeah, why are we going to take – why are we going to vote for schools to come in that are going to take even more out of our pocket? So – this latest financial model, I don't know what's changed. I mean, they did the office thing. It was like, crunch those numbers again. Beep, boop, beep, boop, boop. Now they're saying, boom, $72 million more is coming to the conference if we add these three schools. So, Did they just milk more from SMU? Maybe. Well, SMU's already like, we're not taking anything. We don't care. Milk us dry. Just, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just let us call ourselves one of you. Did they call SMU and be like, you know, $8 million you're against. Can we make it like fourteen? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go, but they're, they're saying... Yeah, you know, the this new money is apparently going to come from ESPN. The long discussed reconstruction of that TV contract, the ACC uh, apparently believes it's going to happen. And there's going to be some extra money coming in from ESPN. All this stuff, and, and they're trying to argue the ACC network's going to get more revenue out of this. I don't know how that works, but that plays a part in this. Regardless, the the, the financial figures they have is now this is going to be a financial blessing for us if we add these three schools. It's not just about stability for the future. It's about this being beneficial. I don't know. Maybe that's the Mark Madsen money they got coming in. Maybe it's the Stanford Olympic sport money. Who knows? But 
this is what they're saying. And they're going to iron out all this over the next 72 hours, and then eventually there will, there will be a, a vote on this before in less than a week. So we're going to know one way or the other whether or not the ACC is going to expand. I, I don't know how you feel about this, Trev. I don't know how the listeners feel about this. I honestly... And this is not this is not what they tell you to do in sports radio. I could not care less yeah, no, I'm, I'm, whether we add these three schools or not. If we do, whatever. It, it, it doesn't affect Louisville that much. These are not three programs that are. I mean, it definitely hurts our chances of winning a water polo conference championship anytime soon. Oh, well, damn. But as yeah. far as football, men's and women's basketball, although adding Stanford would definitely boost the conference in women's basketball. They've been a power program in the sport for years, and volleyball. But for has got a women's basketball team is pretty decent, don't they? Do they? I think that maybe they just had a decent team a couple years. Well, we took ago. their best player from 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 last Did we? year, so yeah. Okay. Derek Curry's now is, is here. But for the biggest sports, I think we played them in the final four. I thought it doesn't really change that much, right? Like SMU, who cares? Across the board, SMU does nothing. Yeah, yeah. We've been in a conference with SMU when they were at their peak, and we still were better than them. The only thing they bring to the table is the cool thirty for thirty about the Pony Express and. They occasionally have like George W. Bush and Tony Romo and some celebrities at their basketball games because it's Dallas and there's big money and there's there's nothing else to do, apparently because they all showed up to when we played them there. So SMU, whatever. Stanford and Cal, nice brands historically. They, they matter in the grand scheme of college athletics, but I don't think that you you alter you're like adding Stanford and Cal to the men's basketball program isn't something where you're like ooh. We had to play Duke, Carolina, and Stanford and Cal every year. Like it doesn't change all that much. So if we add them, whatever. If we don't add them, I'm fine with that too. Like the financial stuff does not affect me as a fan. Now, if you're saying it affects the long-term stability of the conference, then that's something else. But if if the conference is going to kind of be in the same sort sort of place financially moving forward, then adding these three schools or not adding these three schools doesn't really affect me all that much. I kind of am just like, just figure it out, and then we'll go from there. Like, it, like it, it's not – if it was Kansas or a bigger school, if this were, we're talking about Oregon and Washington, then I'd probably be more into it. But as it I stands, guess. I'm kind of just like, yeah, like I'm, I'm following, but I'm not really rooting for one side or the other. I'm not like, man, we've got to expand to survive or we've got to stand put to survive. I'm just like, I who knows? We don't, know what's, we don't know what the next stop, uh, stop is anyway. We don't know if Florida State or Clemson are going to be able to leave the conference. We don't know anything, so this doesn't really do a whole lot for me. Uh, first of all, Cal hasn't really been good since we beat them in the Final Four. so uh, They've been kind of down since, since that 2013 season. But uh, talking women's basketball. Yeah, yeah, women's. And so I was like, I thought they were good because I, I remember we beat them in the Final Four, but they haven't really been good since then. Uh, their coach left. I don't know where she went. Gottlieb was her name. What was in relation to Doug? But um, I'm kind of with you, and I've been kind of – I feel like, Morgan, you're finally joining me in this situation with the same kind of mindset that – you're right. I mean, I, one, adding Cal and Stanford and SMU, would it be fine? I guess. Would it help, I guess, the ACC if they tell me it does? But there's no way that you're going to tell me that adding these three is going to, like, stop the ACC from possibly being put on the chopping block at some right. point. I mean, this isn't like – if you like if you're adding, like, UCLA and USC and – Maybe Washington and maybe Oregon, and be, then yeah, like okay, that, that's gonna that's gonna solidify us. That's gonna put a little more, you know, cement in the stone. I mean, that's, that's gonna help us out. But we're not maybe going anywhere after that. But yeah, adding Cal and Stanford, it's just like I don't know. It's like putting a bandaid on a broken arm. I mean, it's just really how much can it really say? I mean, it, it's nice for now. It maybe looks good in you know in the short term, but like you said, in three years, is, is a team gonna be like? Oh, I can't leave. They added Cal. I mean, exactly. Or, or you know, we can't. We can't. You know, 
we can't take away a team from the ACC. They've got Stanford. I mean, it's no, no, no one's going to – it brings no fear into anyone's hearts except for, like you said, maybe the women's basketball division because Stanford has a good team or the water polo team, which I didn't know we even had. We don't. Okay. That was a joke. <laughs> okay. I went to, I'm, for all I know, we have one. I don't know. I mean, I didn't – the debate team might be SOL, but um, – so yeah, I just yeah I, I'm with you. I, it's interesting. I'm 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 not gonna like I'm not anti against. I'm like no, we can't add these teams. Just just do it. I, this is I feel like I feel like I'm like in the relationship when you know your the wife or the girlfriend's like redecorating. You're just like just whatever. You do do what you want. I'm just gonna live here. If you want you want to bring in a new couch and some new 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 teams, let's do it. But just just notify me. Let me know what's up because I'm good. It, it's sort of like and this is a. Class, I know this is an overused, almost cliche response, but like, it's very true in our relationship. Like, my wife can never decide what she wants to eat for dinner. <laughs> I hate that. And it drives me absolutely crazy. <laughs> and she tries to act like I'm the problem. She's like, why don't you pick something? I'm like, because I can eat anywhere. You can pick any restaurant. I'm not going to complain. I'm fine with it. If I name something, you're going to have an issue with it. You're going to look at the menu for 45 minutes and say you don't want anything from there. I'll just eat a bowl of cereal. So I'm like, you need to pick out what you want because I'm, I'm, I'm fine either way. That's kind of how I am here. She never does, I'm sure. <laughs> Rarely. Yeah, I know. It's like one of like three. It's the same one of three places that we always get stuff from. <laughs> so I'm like, I, I, I'm kind of just sitting here, like I'm, I'm good either way. Just let yeah. me know how I need to react. Yeah, from just here. tell me. Now the one question I have with all this, so you've got, let's say the average ACC payout, media payout for the ACC is thirty million dollars. So you, you got like a ninety million dollar revenue. Cal gets 15 mil, Stanford gets 15 mil, SMU's getting nothing. Nothing and like it. Nothing. But I'm worried about, like, like are, are we taking into account? I haven't seen anybody talk about travel costs. You've got increased travel costs across the board. Ah, oh, well, see, that, that, that's not something the presidents worry about while they're counting out their extra cash. Well, they need to because, no, I mean, it's look, not their problem. Louisville flying out to Berkeley, California for a Wednesday night. Softball game. Softball game. It'll have like 12 people in the stands. Yeah, I mean, it's No like, offense to the ladies, I'm like, just saying. You still got to pay to make that trip. Yeah. And if you're Stanford and Cal, you're paying for every basically every trip you're making that's not to Stanford or Cal. You you're can't talking, put, what, 30 women on a plane, hotels. I and mean, it's every sport. Food. I mean, Stanford's yeah, got a ton of different teams. Thousands of dollars, yeah. Like, I, I, I still don't... The math to me, and look, I, this, is, this is not the show that you go to for math. The math to me ain't adding up. Until I, until, I, until I kill it on the ACTs. I'm a little concerned about the math here. But this whole thing, I'm just like, just let me know what the news is. Well, I'm just curious. Do you want to know, Does is the juice worth the squeeze? Is the extra money coming in enough to cover all costs and still leave you with a little bit of a profit? Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I feel like the profit's going to be like, at the end, like Mortimer holding a dollar. I'm like, well, we made it. This is it. I think the best thing that I've read about this today was, I don't know people have varied opinions on this person, but they have varied opinions on everybody who writes now. But Stuart Mandel from The Athletic, he wrote, the headline kind of says it all. He's like, Add, the ACC adding Stanford and Cal and SMU, it makes perfect sense and no sense at all. And his whole thing was like, when you look at it from the ACC standpoint, you know, you're getting the West Coast imprint that the other major conferences have. You're, you know, you, financially, it looks like it's going to make sense. You're, you're adding stability for the future. Like, I, I get it. But then he kind of he he shifts to like how have we gotten to this point where it's like yeah the ACC definitely needs to add SMU and Stanford and Cal 
We need that Stanford-North Carolina conference women's basketball game. Like, it just, the whole thing has become so absurd and so ridiculous and also so convoluted that I think people are just losing interest very, very quickly. And hand up. Count me among that group. Like, I, yeah, I want to get back to, if Stanford and Cal are going to join the conference, I, I'm fine with talking about, like, how their football teams stack up and how our game against them this fall is going to, but I'm so sick of just the, is this team going to leave? Are they going to leave? What's going to happen? Like, just, just lay a solid foundation for the sport, especially with the playoff coming up, which I'm so excited about. And now I think that there are serious questions about the best model for the playoff with the shifting landscape of the sport. I mean, do you really just get I, – I always thought it was kind of dumb to begin with to just give four automatic buys to the, the new four Power Four conference champions. But it seems especially dumb with – the SEC and the, the the Big Ten both bulking up so significantly. It also seems dumb to just take the 12 best teams and not have any guaranteed access for the best group of five team. So I'm very curious to see how they wind up shaking this whole thing out. Because I, like, I'm thrilled about the playoff. I think it's going to be the, the, one of the coolest things that I've seen. I've been waiting for this since I was a little kid to see a college football playoff, um, especially with Louisville being in a position where, you know, hopefully – in a few years, they're able to flirt with, with getting one of those top 12 spots. But I want to know what the, the layout's going to be. I want to know it's not going to be just screwy. I mean, since, you know, tradition has all pretty much been flushed in the toilet, let's just say, let's screw it. Let's just take the the, 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 the U.S. map and it'll just we'll turn it into four conferences, the West, the Midwest, Northeast, and Southeast. And it depends where your school is, is what conference you play in. I mean, I'd be fine with that. And we'll just, the, the, the West will be like, Idaho, Utah, Nevada, California, Arizona, New Mexico, Oregon, Washington, Midwest, as you know, your Oklahoma, Texas, New England, uh, Nebraska, Kansas, Kentucky, Kentucky, and South will be the Southeast, so we'll be in there with UK. Indiana will be, have to be in the Indiana can borderline Northeast, you know, Northeast, Midwest, something like that. Yeah, just do that. Just do four, four, and that way everybody don't have to travel as much. Football, if they want to do something different, they can go do their own. I mean, I don't know why it's, the big deal about separating football from the rest of sports when football is not even affiliated with the NCAA in terms of championships anyway. Yeah. So what? What is really? I mean, what? What? What is it to separate it from the other sports and avoid all? The, and then you don't have to worry about the traveling thing because football don't care. Football will travel. They they, they 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 they've got hand over fist to money. They they could give two bleeps about you know having to send Indiana to UCLA for a, for a weekday game or for a week game. You know they they don't care. That's nothing for them. It's dropping a hat. So, I mean, just, let's just do that. Let's, let's just get it over with. I did kind of like, and I know that... You're welcome for fixing it, by the way. You know, you, you always have these random tw- Twitter accounts that will come out with these charts and tiers and stuff, and usually it's just kind of, you know, it's, it's whatever. I like charts But I liked the one that Projection Sports came out with a few weeks ago that had this the college football relegation system where you've got, like, a Premier League <laughs> that has 12 teams, and, it, it, like, every... Week like these twelve, it's a round robin system. Like you've got everyone plays each other once, and you determine the national champion that way. And the bottom four teams get relegated to the secondary league, which has twenty teams. This is where in in their system, this is where Louisville is. You've got we'd have been relegated after Petrino's last year. Well, yeah, I mean, of course, yeah. I think that's that's pretty obvious. We've been relegated a couple times, probably yeah, well. recently. Like, I, I, the more that I see college shifting, the more I'm like, yeah, something like this might actually work. It, it would. I hate to not see the playoff really take off, but if we're going to have this just completely imbalanced system, even more imbalanced than it is right now, I just, I don't know. But uh, anyway, uh, this 
moratorium on realignment talk for the next two hours. We will uh, we'll get back to the Thornton sex line in the second hour. I've got a couple other things to get to. I do want to talk about this battle for Atlantis news. Uh, a couple of other notes on UofL football that are out there. A couple other betting things that we didn't get to yesterday that I would like to discuss. And then, of course, your text at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show Thursday edition. It rolls on next here on 1450 Smoking weed in the street without cops harassing. Imagine going to court with no trial. Lifestyle cruising blue Bahama waters. No welfare supporters. More conscious of the way we raise our daughters. Days are shorter, nights are colder. Feeling like life is over. These snakes strike like a cobra. The world's hot, my son got knocked. Evidently, it's elementary. They want us all gone eventually. Trooping out of state for a place. Knowledge. If coke was cooked without the garbage, we'd all have to talk to the all the love. Instant classic, all this stuff, and then he came out with I Am, and it was like, it wasn't as good. I thought I Am was a good album. I like Nas. I like Nas. I'm a fan. I am too. Speaking of fans, the world. Imagine that. I free all my sons. I love them, love them, baby. Four o'clock hour here on 1450 and 96.1, the big X. Speaking of being a fan of something, you're a big. Lions fan, right? I am a big Lions fan. This there's a Lions. There's a Lions thing trending right now. What's happening? It's it's one of those generic questions, though. Oh, okay. But apparently, Is it Calvin cor- Johnson. Apparently, according to Honolulu Blues, I'm sure you follow because according to his uh, description, he's a true Lions fan that knows the sound of Honolulu Blues. He does a podcast. I'm sure you, you listen to it, right? I do not. Okay, <laughs> I didn't know it existed either. He posted the question: You can't say Calvin Johnson. Who is the best wide receiver in Lions history? Herman Moore. That's right. That's who he's literally, I don't think yeah. anyone else has said another word. I'm. Just, I was wondering if you'd say somebody different. I feel like that's kind of. The, I think the there's a answer. there's a few Johnny Mortons in there, but Johnny Morton would be up there. I'm trying to think of. I mean, I mean Herman Moore's forgot. Herman Moore, people forget how awesome he kind of really was. Are you laughing at what I said? No, 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 no. I, I mean, I. I because, I mean, look at his number. I think I want to say he was the first one to have 100 receptions in the season. Yeah, I'm saying that. Like, I don't think there's really another option. Roy Williams was good for a really short period of time. That would be really short. Like, he was like two seasons, wasn't he, pretty much? Yeah, it felt like that. Yeah, because he was the one you traded to Dallas, right? Yes. For for a buttload of picks. That, yeah. Good move on that one, though. I mean, I, I think... Like, I don't think that's a tough question. I feel like it's it's Herman Moore. You can make a case for Johnny Morton, and there's really nobody that's else that's close. And they were on the same team, I think, weren't they? Moore and Morton for a short period. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Just out of curiosity. Now, for a, maybe a longer period. Um, other names that do come up, uh, Brett Perryman. Okay. Um, I mean, tiny. Golden Tate. Yeah. I mean, Golden Tate's been – he's been good, but he's not been – or he was good. Yeah, these. I'm just looking at like your Marvin Jones had a good Nate Burleson. These these are guys like your your old yeah. records for your receptions. Yeah, this is really yeah. This is not. 
Honolulu Blues. I mean, why don't you just ask who's the best running back in Lions history? Yeah, exactly. Who would be second? Because you did go like a decade without having a thousand yard back. Like you had the longest streak. We had a bunch of just. I mean, we would run like seven guys. And the weird thing was, I think it was Reggie Bush that ended up becoming like your first thousand yard back since Barry. Was it really? I think you had a yeah. It was a, it was a weird stretch where you didn't have a thousand yard back after he retired. I remember him being and okay. Then Bush had he just had barely over a thousand. I, was yards. Say, I, I never remember him being that good though. No, I thought he was going to explode in your offense, but I was way wrong on that one. Yeah, Couldn't yeah. stay healthy, shockingly. Yeah, that's that's kind of the thing. I've got a, a minor minor gripe that I want to talk about just because I saw it during the break. Okay, I like gripes. I wrote a thing a, a few years ago. I probably need to revisit this exercise where it's like. It, it was U of L UK rivalry pieces of language that need to be retired. Not necessarily because they, they're not appropriate or just, you know, whatever. It's just they, they've been overdone. Like you hear it all the time, and it was like, okay, like, you know, corrupt arena. Back then, you don't hear it as much anymore, but like back then, I was like, okay. Like, I, just, I, gets, I don't think I ever called it anything but corrupt arena for, until I was oh, like yeah. 14. Yeah. I, these are all things that I probably said. Yeah. And, Cheatham Hall. Cheatham, yeah, Cheatham <laughs> Hall was up there. Uh, yeah, like all the, all, all the old tribes. But there's one thing that I see now, in, and this has been for like the last, I want to say, four or five years, that is just, it kind of drives me crazy. When used properly, it's fine. But people overuse the, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll give their opinion on something, and they will follow it up with this phrase, and it's not even close. <laughs> and they'll use it for things that are very, very close. Like, you know, you'll, you'll be talking about, it's personal. Like, for example, the, the classic LeBron Jordan debate. If you want to make your case, fine. But you can't be like Jordan, and it's not particularly close. It's it's close. Like let, let's be real, it, it is at least relatively speaking close. Isn't the point of that statement though to like emphasize that you're you're saying you're, you don't think it's close? Yeah, but it's like it, it gets so overused. It's just because you think that like you want your opinion to be right, but like you're using it. I mean, you know, like oh, wait, Kelly Kapowski over to Panga Lawrence, and it's not even close. Like I'm I'm a Kelly Kapowski person. It's still relatively close. Like it's not like it's just a, a gigantic blow. It's not like Kelly Kapowski versus I don't know, like it, yeah, a, a yeah. bug you squashed in your car. <laughs> then you can say it's not even close. That's fine. But just it gets so overused. Everybody just uses it all the time to try to emphasize their point. And I'm like, you know, it's it's become the phrase that just does, means nothing to me anymore. I'm, I guess this is gonna I'm, now. I'm, I'm just again. I said minor gripe. And first of all, I'm, I feel like I'm going to be mad at you soon now because it's, now it's going to stick out to me the amount of times I see this statement. I think you're going to start saying because it. before I just it's not even close. Uh, it's that I, I, I never I never noticed. I guess I just didn't notice it. It didn't bother me. But now that you've pointed it out and you've ranted about it, it's going to like stick out to me. And it's going to and think, I hope you're happy for that. Like people would just use it in in arguments about things where you, you can have a. Like looking at it objectively, you may think that one team or one person is slightly superior, or one fast food restaurant is slightly superior, but you know it doesn't have to just be like here are the reasons why I think this is better. You don't have to say that it's not close. Like it, you know, people will do like the Chiefs are better than the Eagles this year, and it's not even close. Well, it, 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 it might be. You don't know. I mean, isn't it just their way of just like doubling down? It's just yeah. I mean, not only do people think that they're, they're right about everything now, it's I can't possibly see how you could even. <laughs> Contemplate being on the other side because it's not even close. Like it, we can, you can have opinions and be like, yeah, I mean, I can see your side. I think that I'm right, but it's it's close. It's it's close enough. It's close enough that we're having this debate. We can go back and forth. I don't feel like I've used that one as much as I've used the clearly. It, it, it's clear. It's clear that we were better than them. 
in that kind of the same way, in the same in same same phrase, same same intention, but different wording. Yeah, clearly we were the better team. Cle- yeah, yeah, clearly. Like I, I, that's the one I've been caught using more often than not. I think I feel, especially when I talk about like the Eagles teams that lost to like the Panthers and the Bucks and in, in the NFC title game back in the thousands. It would always aggravate me because I'd be, you know, we were clearly the best team in the league. We just we choked in that game. Now speaking of debating, who who was your standout at the Republican debate last night? Yeah, I forgot about that crap. <laughs> you you too busy watching Trump with Tucker? Well, well, I was too busy listening to Kelch and and, and Curran actually, and then uh, that game, which went a little, late. it didn't go too late last night, but a little longer. And uh, I went home and watched AEW wrestling. So there you go. You know, uh, Orange did have a cameo, but he didn't have a match. Uh, Santana and Ortiz returned. They've been gone for about a year now. They came back, so that was good. Uh, I did go on Twitter and see that like seventy four million was trending, and I was like, "Oh!" Like, and people are like, "Like, I, I love." Depending on what side of the fence you're on, obviously, like the one side is like, "We had seventy four million viewer, seventy four million people watching Trump and Tucker. That's how much they love this country." And then you know, the other half's like. 74 million, eh, that ain't nothing. You still ain't going to be my president again. Well, no, the issue was it wasn't actually. It's 74 million views. That's the, it, that, and that's different. And that's people. exactly yeah. what I was and I was getting to is I was I was reading. I'm looking through, like, the, the trend. I'm like, okay, it, I mean, that's a lot of TV views. And I'm like, wait a minute. We're talking about 74 million views on Twitter. That doesn't count. Yeah. It's, that's, like, that's like, you can't brag. It goes back to the radio conversation that we had yesterday. Yeah. You can always... Skew the stats somehow to make it say whatever you want them to say, and that's exactly because I mean, it, for that to I mean, those stats like I could click on that for a second and turn it off, and it'll still list me as a view. And then if you go it's back, like, to it's your like home it's page. like bragging about YouTube views, like you don't exactly. It, it's autoplay uh, videos. It's yeah, it's it, it's there's nothing. So I was just I that that was the only thing I saw that amused me was like one side bragging about the other side dismissing it, and either side realizing that it, it was completely irrelevant. I was a little bit depressed. The person who was the most talked about last night is the the, the, the Vivek Ramaswamy, who was up there. He's kind of doing wait who Vivek Ramaswamy. He's doing the thing where he is like <laughs> you make that up. No, he, he was, <laughs> he's the most talked about person on, from the debate last night. I think that that's safe to say. Like he was he was kind of trying. He had like a little Trump energy to him. He's like you know he's not. I'm not afraid to say this. I'm talking bad about this. And I didn't realize until last night he's younger than I am. Wow, I didn't think you could run for I thought, what? What's what's the president? I thought you'd be forty to run for president. Matter thirty-five. It's either thirty-five or twenty-five. First, which is, either way, he's in. Which is weird because we go the complete opposite with the last few presidents. But thirty-five has got to be way too young to be president, right? He well, he's thirty-eight. Okay, I mean, I'm saying if you're thirty-five, you should not be able to be able to run a country. I don't know. I mean, it, I mean, thirty-five. I mean, how much mature were you? Were you? Were you? Are you mature enough to run a country at thirty-five? Well, me personally, no. No, and most I don't think a lot of people are. But I don't, I don't think I'm any more mature now than I was three years ago. Oh, no, you're not. You're not mature at 40. Neither, nor am I at 42 or 43. But Yeah, he's 38. He like just turned 38. So he's like almost a full year younger than I am. And I was like, I don't, I, don't, I don't like this. I don't like having legit, I'm using air quotes, legit presidential candidates that are younger than me. I'm not ready for this time yet. I'm, no, you know, no. As much as I think that we need people who aren't on the verge of death, running for president for the second time in four years against each other. I'm making a new rule. 45 to 60. If you don't, if you don't fall in that 15-year area, you can't be president. It feels like that's the hot spot. That's the, that's the, the right spot, right? That's you, you, You've been around the block enough. You should be mature enough. should be at least intelligent enough. You hope to think so. I mean, I saw the other day that it was, it was Bill Clinton's 77th birthday. And I was like, oh, yeah. He's, I mean, his tenure... As president ended almost 25 years ago, 
And he's younger than both of the candidates that are going to be running. <laughs> he doesn't look it either. Though. Next fall. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's kind of a weird thing. Anyway, uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. We'll take some text here. To, uh, to, to We talked a little conference realignment there. I've got a couple of things to get to. But there's, there's this Trump mugshot that's trending. I don't see it. I don't think it's out yet. Oh, it's, he's, it's he's turning himself in today. Uh, it's, it's trending, so I thought it would be on the picture. I haven't seen it. Okay. Texture says, Finished yesterday's show after listening to the podcast. I have to say the biggest laugh I got was Trevor calling Ursay a moron when it was an Eagles player who started a fight in practice. The Eagles hired Sirianni from the Colts, and then you remember the Colts and Eagles have the same number of Super Bowls since their respective owners took over their teams. But sure, Ursay is the idiot here. Ooh. Okay. Text line's coming hot for the throat. First of all, while you're not everything everything you said except for one thing is actually true. That Ursay you're depending Ursay not being a moron. He is a total butts. Uh, yes, we both do have the same Super Bowls, which is sad because you want don't don't compare our team's you know records over those decades because you don't want to even be close. Uh, but yes, you do have the one Super Bowl you fell ass backwards into for getting Manning. Uh, congratulations, can't hate on you for that. Uh, yes, we did hire Sirianni from him after you hired our offensive coordinator. If you want to play that game, chicken and egg, uh, and then you fired him for no reason, uh, which Sirianni loved beating you for, which we did last year. Uh, for firing as a coach, and yeah, uh, what was would you thing? say the Eagles are superior? And it's not even close. And we started the fight because you, you're one of your players hit gains from behind after a whistle, and Kelsey whooped him for it. Trevor's mad about this. I mean, yeah, Trevor's I don't. Upset. I'm just saying, you want to be a Colts fan? Fine. I'm, those are very few and far to, between to find that are real fans. But if you want to be one, that's okay. But don't. Defend your owner for being a moron. He's nowhere near our owner. Not even close. Our, there it is. Jeffrey Lurie is one of the best owners in the NFL. It's not even close. It's not even close. It's not even I, close. You, you, you're the one that got that in my head. <laughs> I'm throwing a pin at you through the door. I wonder what that was. Like, did something just it's drop? It's a pin. You made me mad because you put it in my subconscious. Is the cookie lady And now I'm going to start off? saying it all the time. It's not even close. I, <laughs> I says, both love and hate you right now. You're like the woman at the crossing guard. <laughs> Good. Texas says, did you watch the Bishop Sycamore doc last night? I didn't, but I've heard great things about it. I still got to watch the Manziel doc. This was the one that, uh, like, I had the I got the email, I had the early access to it a few weeks ago, and I just forgot to watch it. Now I think it came out last night for everybody. But the Texas says, it was a crazier story than I had remembered. It was hilarious at times, but ended up just feeling super sad for the players in the end. What stood out to me at the end is apparently two of those players now play or played at Louisville. I tried looking them up in the roster but couldn't find them. Did you guys know about this? I did not. Wait a minute. So, wait a minute, so two of the guys that played at Bishmore are now at Louisville currently? He says he doesn't know. They either played here or still play here. When was Bishop that wasn't that? It was just last year, wasn't it? No, that was a few years ago. Has it been that long? Yeah. I thought we were on the air when it happened. We were. It was a couple years ago. Oh, that's right. We've been on the air for a couple years, haven't we? Yeah. So it was, so the, okay, so it happened when we first went on. I was thinking it was a year. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I didn't know they were like legitimate like D1 prospects or does that, I mean. I can find, let's see. It looks like one of these stories has one of the players. Um, I would think we would have seen this, right? It's Mario. A guy in who is uh, this is the kid? He was the, um, the the running back from the Bronx who played got a bunch of carries in the spring game. He's a player who's now he, he's a walk on running back. I don't think we're going to see him much this year, but he got a ton of carries in the spring game. I, I didn't realize that he came from Bishop Sycamore and then he was I- involved in all this. The other one I've got no in, insight into. This is that's the only one that. I so know. we have a, it's a running back from the Bronx. Yeah, who it may or may not play. 
he's probably. I mean, he again, he he got a lot of carries in the spring game and played pretty well. But we add, you know, we've added a couple of guys in the portal. We've got some good running backs, yeah. Yeah, uh, you probably are not going to see much of him. And I mean, you may see him a couple weeks from today against Murray State late in the game. I think you hope that you see him, but he's probably not going to be a, like a huge part of the offense. But cool that he's here. I wonder how many other players off that team actually went D one. I don't know, but Mario Mario is a, is a Cardinal. Yeah, he's an just, honor student. I just clicked in like where are they at now. Uh, uh, he's the second player on the list. There you go. Like it must be one. I'm of, excited I guess, to watch the doc. Looks like there's only three or four players even like listed on here, so the, a lot of them I guess didn't actually do it. But we got apparently one, two of them. <laughs> there's just Mike. If you don't watch this effing movie and we lose a single game this season or suffer another serious injury, I hope you stub your toe three times a day until Louisville has an undefeated season. You do know if we. I'm uh, watching it before 2024. And uh, when, 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 if we lose Georgia Tech, you know you're to blame, right? This was not part of the. Bet. You're going to feel the the, the, no, the that anger. Was, that was your thing because you no. did it. If Jeff Brown became our coach. And you cursed us by not by not eating a salad. This bet there were no ramifications laid out. There wasn't even a thing that was going to happen if you, if I won for you. I told you you did. You make it up and I'll do it. And we had nothing. And you couldn't think of anything. But if you'd won, you'd have thought of it. Because I I correctly predicted that the Blue Jays were going to win two out of three. I will watch Suicide Kings. I will watch it before January first, twenty twenty four. I hope you're happy that you're you're going to ruin the football season. I'm not. You got to eat the salad. I'm going to eat salad on Monday. Monday it's happening. Salad day. And you're going to watch Suicide Kings sometime this week before the game no, on Friday. No, it's not happening. And what are you going to do? You know, you know we're going to, you are, you're, we're leading the charge if you're to fool to blame with Georgia Tech. It's not going to be me. All right. If we lose to Murray State, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm, I'll, I'll, I will immediately watch Suicide. I'm Kings. glad to see that. Well, that point is the only Suicide's going to be our fan base. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the carnation <laughs> will become known as the Suicide Kings. I mean, it's just, I'm just saying. I mean, you're you're the one gambling with our, with our future of of Brom's first year. It has nothing to do. I with hope it. you're happy. Our bet has nothing to do with football. Okay. Texas, where are you going to eat out to eat for your birthday? We're going to Jack Fry's. Where in it? Jack Fry's, my favorite. Oh yeah, you like that? I've never been there. Uh, it's good. You'd like it. I, I hop last night. I hop's also good. I got some French toast and uh, breakfast burrito. Texas says Trevor hates cats. Didn't he steal one from a poor family outside the radio station? That's exactly <laughs> what happened. I, I guess hate's a strong word. I don't hate cats. You have like four. Well, I have actually only two now. Oh, two sorry. have passed on since, yeah. Uh, they're my mom's cats. Technically, one is mine, and that's Laura, who I do like, and he's cool with me. That's the one you stole. Yeah. He came. He, he voluntarily joined me in stealing him. And then, like, I came up behind him, like, duct taped his mouth and, like, knocked him out with chloroform or you something. You almost hear him saying, no, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, no. Help! Uh, <laughs> Sounds like the Bobby voice. <laughs> Help! <laughs> it's my cat voice, also. Yeah, but yeah, he's that's uh, yeah. You're right. I guess hate is a strong word. There have been very, very few cats, very far in between cats that I've I've come across and liked. War is randomly one of them, though. But there's not a dog I don't like. I love every dog. Texture says the LSU player was suspended for doing an autograph session the day before NIL became an official NCAA policy two years ago. That's terrible. They should suspend it for a half, if anything. You know what? The thing is, is that sadly doesn't surprise me. It took them two years to punish him for that. That's that's, that's the part I'm missing. It took him like four years to get to Will Wade. I mean, yeah. We're going to get a punishment in like eight years. They're going to be like, what for? Remember that thing in 2016? Ridiculous. I mean. Yeah, that's it. at that point. Then yeah, just it is for one game. Why even? Just let him run laps or something. Make him hang out with Brian Kelly for a night. That's I mean that's worse anyway. 
Texas says, speaking of a Tom Crean bobblehead, I know someone who interviewed Tom Crean when he was uh, at IU, and the bobblehead had glasses, and the person goes, big office fan. I love Dwight. Crean had no clue who he was talking about and goes, that's me. That's the bobblehead giveaway for tonight's game against Illinois. So they thought the Crean bobblehead was, 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 was Dwight. Dwight. They, they do get compared a lot. I, well, yeah, that's that's uh, yeah. Can you name the only other bobblehead that Dwight had on his desk besides his own bobblehead that Angela gave him? Uh, Did you know this piece of trivia? Was it a Battlestar Galactic? But no, it's a it's an athlete. Oh, I have no idea. Is it Jerry McNamara Syracuse bobblehead? Does he really? Yeah. Wonder why? I don't. We never never gets talked about. I know the Eagles are a lot of the the the, the characters are Eagles fans in that show. Right, Jim is big Jim, Eagles and fan. so is Kevin. Obviously, yeah. Texas says, what are, okay, what are the chances that Trevor can't assemble the drone and then tries to get Mike to do it for him? <laughs> I think I'll be able to. <laughs> Can you tell with the box, like, how many different pieces, that unattached pieces you have? Oh, no, it's not, there's really not a lot. It's mostly, I think, just pro, like syncing it up with, like, the remote. That's going to be an issue. Well, I mean. going to have a problem with that, I can see. It can't be that hard. Texas says, I need, I need ideas from Trevor. Oh. Here we go. It's a scary, scary proposition, but go ahead. My first wedding anniversary is in a few weeks. My wife and I both agreed on getting each other small gifts because we also have an Ireland trip scheduled for next month. Nice. That sounds like fun. I usually feel like I'm good at picking out gifts, but I'm struggling with this one. What would you go with? Why is Trevor getting asked this? Well, because everybody knows I'm, I'm an awesome gift giver. You should be on first-hand. Ex- Happily married? Yeah. Well... <laughs> So he needs. He wants me to suggest like a, just a minor a gift, a small gift for their first anniversary. Guess D in a box doesn't count. Uh, Roll for one. That, well, I didn't know how small he was willing to go. Um, I would. I mean, he, he, he do something personal, like something you know she likes, and, and get it like something personalized, like a favorite band or maybe a movie. Get something personalized for in that way. Shouldn't cost you too much. If you haven't done this already, we're we talking about like keeping it under hundred bucks, maybe or something. Maybe yeah. Yeah, if you haven't done this already, I would do something related to the wedding. Like if there was, if you save one of the invitations, like get it blown up and framed. Like something, that's a good. That's something that's, along those that's lines. That's a nice idea. Yeah. Can I ask you a quick question? Uh, yeah, if, if I can answer it quickly. Have you ever? Because I think this was probably a a big fad when Ooh, you were have you ever in, ever in your dating life. Did you ever do the thing where you? Like bought a star for a girl and had it named after. Oh her. no! No. Oh, I was hoping the answer no. was yes. I really wanted no. the answer to be I've yes. Ne- I've never, I've never had planted. Remember when that was a big trend? I've never bought a star. I've never had a plant tra- a, a tree planted in uh, Jerusalem or whatever Israel. I've never done any of that. No. I wanted so badly for you no. to be the guy that was like. I'll be honest it's with you in though. The per- that is definitely galaxy. that is definitely my sappy wheelhouse though. That, <laughs> I'm almost amazed. I don't remember. When did when was that popular? I mean, I've seen. Oh, it was like late nineties, early two thousands. Okay, like I remember. I know. I know of it being done. I just no. I never did that. Probably didn't think I'd have enough money to buy. How much would it cost to buy a star? Oh, they were cheap. It was a cheap. Well, it's 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 like the pet rock though. Just it's just a scam, right? Well, they have like a little picture of it where it's like. Oh, that's the same. How do you know they're not sending the same picture of every star to everybody? Oh, you don't. You've got no idea. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. It's a scam. It's a NASA scam. (laughs) We were funding NASA secretly. I mean, come on, NASA. I wonder if there's anybody who 20 years later is like, let me check on my Olivia star. (laughs) Still can't see it. Still just assuming it's out there. No, I also never adopted a kid from Three Sally Struthers either, so. 
Texas says, who needs YouTube cameras when you have Trevor's drone? I mean, we've got a camera on it. We have. I have officially brought a camera into the studio for us. I did like the text from uh, either Tuesday or last week when we talked about the state fair. You know, we had the, the live feed up going on Facebook. We've got like three cameras, like every different angle. They're like, how can you guys get all these cameras for the state fair, but you can't get one at the studio? <laughs> I think we can just. We maybe just need to start using our phone. I mean, is that did, did they have actual cameras set up there? Yeah, they got three of them. Like they have like every angle of the little booth covered. I mean, the problem is this camera's probably from the TV studio. It, it's 100% it is. Yeah, so they it, can't it's, just It's like, a WB&A production. They've got the little countdown clock, too, that you see. Yeah, we used studio. to have that over when yeah. we did the show at Zaxby's. We had that clock, yeah. I never I never paid attention to it. Jay would get it so mad. Shock. Jay would be, like, pointing at the clock. It's, like, flashing. Texture like <laughs> says LeBron versus Jordan isn't remotely close. <laughs> remotely Texas, who do I Good contact uh, to place my bet for Mike not showing up for the golf scramble? As long as I'm feeling okay. <laughs> that, 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 that falls under not showing I know, up, though. But I would, I would be. But I'm not just going to, like, no show. I would have to let them know, like, I'm sorry, like, I can't. And I'll still do the show out there. But I, I'm planning on, I mean, I, I played in the UofL scramble late last month, and it went okay. Like, I, I, I felt pretty decent. I, scrambles are a lot easier than when you're just playing, like, your own ball, and it's cart path only, and it's, it's a lot of walking. Like, I, I, I should be able to handle a scramble. I think I can do it. I think if I can do it, you can do it. Well, because God knows we both aren't fitting on that uh, on that gurney. No, <laughs> we got one ambulance. Who do we take? Oh, good lord, I don't know. <laughs> We're just sitting laying there on the ground. Texas says I want to add Stanford only for volleyball and baseball. If we aren't getting those sports, I don't see the appeal. Well, they are good at women's basketball too, yeah. and, and it, I mean they're good at everything pretty much besides like the, the, the two major sports. Yeah. Um, Even though they have been good in football until recently, yeah, I mean David Shaw, you know, it wasn't that long ago where yeah. he was considered to be like the next big, big thing in college football coaching, and yeah, they certainly was... have big time history. It's a brand that that resonates, I think, to a degree. But recently, they've not been. They've certainly not been great. Uh, I mean, now, Shaw's still there. Or did he get let go? I think he got fired. Did he, he get? I can't remember. Cause I, always, I mean, he's like the they West had, Coast like, four straight losing seasons. Yeah, no, he's like the West Coast, uh, the guy from Iowa, like Prince or whatever. That's what he's kind of felt like. Because he, he felt like he's going to be there forever. And everybody is... kept talking about he's like, he could be an NFL coach. And He know. got fired. Because remember now they have the thing where it's like their head football coach went to, to Cal. Cal's head football oh, coach went yeah, to Stanford. Yeah, yeah, Mark yeah. Madsen now is the basketball coach at Stanford. I mean, at Cal, and he went to Stanford. Like, they got this whole like weird like little incestuous thing going. But, yeah, he's now – David Shaw is unemployed. Yeah, ESPN probably, I would assume. He's – he was on. He was on every every all their draft and uh, broadcast and stuff. So. He actually didn't get fired. He resigned. You no. can't fire me. I quit. Man, <laughs> they were they've been really bad the last four years. So oh, they went, have. He went. I mean, after you know, they keep on. They like they had just won their division, played in the Pac-12 title game in 2017. They went. They went in his first three years: eleven wins, twelve wins, eleven wins. Then eight wins, then twelve wins, then ten wins, then nine wins, then nine wins. It, it's understandable why he was viewed as like this great guy. And then the last four years of his tenure, four wins, four wins, three wins, three wins. That's a rough fall from grace. NIL man, transfer portal, killing guys, taking jobs. <laughs> Texas, if North Carolina schools are against the expansion, I'm all for it. I'm kind of finding my way to that point as well. Like, I don't even care if we add these guys. I'm just doing it to spite Tobacco Road. <laughs> But that was NC State, North Carolina, and Duke. 
It's just NC State and North Carolina. Oh, okay. Because they because Duke knows that they're not going to get picked up by the SEC or anybody. So they're like, this is our home. Wake Forest, I assume, was okay with it as well. Wake Forest is going to do whatever Duke wants. They're like they're like the little NC State. <laughs> they just pull them around. <laughs> Texture says SMU could be a sleeping giant in football. Do you think that's true? I mean, the problem is, is the last time they were, they got they got in trouble for all the cheating. And they've never really bounced back. Not well. I but mean, talent rich area for sure. I mean that that three year span, you know, with with you know the the Pony Express run from like what seventy nine to eighty three, I guess four year span. Uh, that was, I mean, they were, I mean, one of the top teams in the Southwest Conference and in the country. But I mean, that was that was it. I mean, short of that, they've never really. I mean, look, the, the, you've got big money at that school. It's a very rich school. It you've got very, great facilities. Yeah. You've got, again, Dallas in that area is one of the best for high school football in the entire country. The problem is. If is they've that, got good conference affiliation, I can see why you would say that they're, I mean, Sleeping Giant may be overstating it, but they are a program that could definitely take a massive step forward with the right advantages. I mean, but they, I mean, they do have kind of like the, I mean, Rutgers kind of stench to them, though, that. I mean, you look at the the rest of that state. I mean, even though the the money is there for Dallas and the Dallas money, but I mean, most of that Dallas money still rather almost give it to Texas or Texas A and M. Nah, it's not true. SMU has Texas a, Tech. SMU has a ton of money. That's why they're willing to join the conference. Without, I mean, the amount of rich kids that go to SMU is outrageous. Yeah, but they can't. Buy, but why can't they buy a football team in a nil era then? They can. They need conference affiliation. They want. I mean, if you want to compete with the best, you can't just say we're giving you money. Like, why isn't you know there are lots of big schools in the Group of Five level. That have money, you need conference affiliation. But SMU has like they are, they are cash red strapped. They, they they have a ton of money. That's not a concern at all. I didn't think it would be. Yeah, I think that they just need. Don't they play in the the Jerry Dome, or do they have their own place now? I I'm not sure. Okay, I know they used to have their own place. I'm assuming they still do. But I thought sometimes they would use the Jerry Dome, or they used, they played in Texas Stadium for a long time too. Sometimes they might. Yeah, uh, they play at Gerald Ford Stadium. Uh, Gerald Ford went did. Joe Ford go to SMU? I thought he went to of, Michigan. A lot of presence down there. Joe Ford played at Michigan, yeah. yeah but he's, oh. I think, from the area. Okay, from Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> it's on Bush Avenue, too, because George W. Bush loves SMU. Well, there's your disaster reason right there. <laughs> Nothing W. touched didn't just fall to crap. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not use the word disaster. My point, I mean, point is, my point exactly. <laughs> Texture says SMU is also saying they'll turn down any revenue shares for the first seven years, which also makes zero sense. I thought it was the first five, but seven is even that's even more. I mean, they're, they they're they're saying no money, like like we're we're covered, we've got ourselves. Don't worry about us. We've got the funds. We just want to be able to call ourselves one of you. We just let us play with you. We'll do the rest. Texture says Mike, you're wrong about that saying, and it's not even close. <laughs> well played. Texture says Trevor shouldn't pick up his dog poop, and it's not even close, Mike. Yeah, I like that one. Texture says Wendy's has the fast food barbecue sauce, best fast food barbecue sauce, and it's not even close. That, it is close. That's that's not even that. Not only is that that close, it's not even true. The best is at Chick Fil A. Used to be McDonald's, but they changed it. Now Chick Fil A's got the best barbecue sauce. Texture says I'm actually really interested in Trevor's ACT score because I feel like he exaggerates his dumbness for the show. I'm also excited for Salad Part 2, the second bite. <laughs> salad Part Do you exaggerate two. your dumbness for the show? No, try not to. Just say yes. <laughs> no, He's I playing a character, <laughs> folks. I, 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm actually very. I, I actually, I actually pulled a 1600 on my SAT. I would love if we have the YouTube I had a cameras. 1501. <laughs> Trevor forgets the YouTube cameras are here. Right off we go. Right when we go off the air, he just like puts on like a little monocle. He's like reading glasses. <laughs> Top hat, like Mr. Peanuts. <laughs> Pulls out a brief history of time. Just starts. Just starts screaming. He's like this is what I do when I'm on. When I'm. When I watch some random novel. I'm like reading The Falconer by John Cheever. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's take a break. When we come back, um, the Cheever letters was on Seinfeld last night. <laughs> when we come back. A couple other notes to get to, and then we'll, we'll turn it back over to you guys on the text line. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the number. Happy Thursday to you. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on fourteen fifty and ninety six one. Big X. Read the world is mine. If I rule the world, imagine that. I free all my sons. Black diamonds and bronze. Could it be if you could be mine, we won't shine. If I rule the world, Have you ever seen a one-trick pony and feel so happy and free? If you've ever seen a one-trick pony, then you've seen me. Have you ever seen a one-legged dog making his way down the street? If you've ever seen a one-legged dog, then you've seen me. But the Cincinnati Reds get it done yesterday. Doubleheader sweep. Indian did Otani's season. Sweep the series. Otani getting hurt in the second inning. Maybe Cincinnati always... Kill the uh, the rising star of a sport like Bo Jackson. Well, he still hit a home run. He still hit in the second game, which I appreciate. It is it is a terrible break for him now because with the lingering arm issues and him potentially going into free agency after the season, he's probably like that single injury probably cost him millions of dollars. I love the the Angel fans on like Twitter, which I, I guess I didn't know there was this many of them, but there are apparently. They're like, well, I mean, why would you give him a multi-year contract now? He just might as well re-sign with California or yeah. and I, whatever, you know, the joke. But the the other thing that stood out to me yesterday is we did not see Joey Votto. And he's been looking a little bit weird recently. Like, the swing it looks a little bit, eh, like, like iffy. And now Joey Votto has been placed on the injured list, 10 AIL, with shoulder discomfort. This was probably going to be. Did he wrestle? I mean, wrestle, did he? The song went, which played with wrestlers, left my mind. Did he play in the Toronto series, though? He did. Okay, I wouldn't joke. He played in the first game of the Angel series, too. I think he went one for four with like a check swing single. But he. These were probably the last 34 games of his Reds career to begin. I mean, you talk about guys that are, that are still older than us. Like, he's, he's well, me at least. He's 39. He's going to be 40 during next season. This is the last. He's probably not going to be a Red after this. And now it kind of feels like this may be the end of his season. This may be the end of his Reds career, which sucks. Uh, I mean, it's such a fun team. He's, I mean, they started seven rookies last night and a rookie pitcher and one, and he's been a part of this. You know, he's the old guy in the youth movement. And yeah, now grandpa. His, his Reds career potentially coming to an end like this just, just sort of sucks. Well, the Reds he- did call back up for Bats News, Nick Senzel. After being down for a while, There's yeah. like nobody left on the bats at this point. But since they'll back up with the big club, but the Reds limping to the finish here. You've got this news. You've got the Nick Lodolo inj- injury news. He's probably not going to be back this season. When the bats picked up, the Reds since they picked up somebody off waivers who's going to Louisville tomorrow or today. Henry Ramos got he cleared waivers and he's now been reassigned to. to no, but they also picked somebody up. I believe uh, that, that happened last night. Nick was talking about it on the broadcast that they signed somebody, and because he was signed through waivers, he's automatically going to AAA. I think that's Henry Ramos, but I wasn't. I thought it was somebody else. Okay, maybe, maybe I'm because he got outrighted to Louisville and accepted the contract. He cleared waivers, 
and he's going to Louisville. Maybe there's somebody else too, but that's that's who I saw. Now with with Bottle, are you talking about him retiring or just being let go from Cincinnati? He's he's probably done with the Reds after this year anyway. Okay, because I mean, I'd still wouldn't mind seeing him come to Toronto as a pinch hitter or something. He might. The injuries are piling up though, and he's. I mean, I mean he would just be low. a bench guy for us. I mean, he wouldn't. I mean, he's, he's not going to take. He's had good power numbers this season since coming back, but he's still hitting like two hundred four. Yeah, it's been. It's been bad recently. The shoulder okay. looked like it was bothering him, but this it just sucks. I mean, I'm a Joey Votto guy. I love him. I was hoping he'd be a part of this stretch run if it includes the Reds making the playoffs. Awesome! What a perfect way to go out. But it sounds like he may not be he may not be good to go. But the Reds, as of this moment, have the last wild card spot. They're a half game up on the Diamondbacks and the Giants, and now they have two series on the road against the Diamondbacks and the Giants, and then they come home and play the Cubs. Who they're Diamondbacks are decent, with. too, though. you got to be careful with them. They're, they remind me a lot of the Reds. Like they, well, they're they, young. Except their pitching staff is more seasoned than yours. Yeah, they're, they're young. They take a lot of chances on the base pass. We played they well against young. them at the beginning of this, in the last series a couple months ago. The Giants just always have our number, which they, makes me a little bit nervous. And then we come home, and the weird thing about the Cubs series next week, the four games, is you, you have this new tiebreaker rule. It, there's no more one game playoffs to decide playoff spots with the with the wild card system. I don't like that. I like the one game playoffs. So if the if the and you've got what f- like five six teams wedged right around each other for those last two playoff spots, the Phillies have kind of distanced themselves, and then it's Cubs, Reds, Giants, D-backs, Marlins, all within two games of one another. If the Reds and Cubs tie, the tiebreaker is going to be their head to head regular season record. So the Reds need to win. Two out of four in this series. If they split with the Cubs next week, they clinch the tiebreaker. If they lose three out of four and they tie with the Cubs, the Cubs are going to get the playoff spot. So, like, all that stuff kind of matters right now. But man, Corbin Carroll doesn't get enough respect in Arizona. Good man, ball player. He's not been playing well recently. He's pretty he had a pretty decent season, though. He started hot. Yeah. He's about to get caught by my boy Madden McClain. Him and Zach Gallon don't get, don't get they go under, way under the radar for as good as they are, I believe. I don't think anybody thinks Corbin Carroll goes under the radar. He's I mean, talked he's, about a lot. Is he really in Arizona? I mean, by comparison to other players? Yes. I don't know. He's talked about a ton. I know who he is. Yeah, I mean, he's he's been like everybody's favorite for rookie of the year the entire season. I thought he was rookie last year. He no. He didn't play enough last year. No, he's been like, he's been like the odds on favorite rookie, and now like Reds. Fans, I thought he was rookie last year. My no, bad. Reds fans are all like. Matt McClain deserves Rookie of the Year because for a while there it was going to be Ellie and McClain's been awesome recently and he's wildly yeah. consistent. But I have to look Carroll, at the numbers because Carroll's been. I mean, he was he was first round pick out of Washington, I believe. He's hitting two seventy one right now. They, Exciting they, player for sure. They also got uh, and you remember you remember Andrew Jones. His son was their number two pick last I year. I knew that Drew Jones. Yeah, it's so he's weird supposed to be to awesome. It's so weird seeing all these guys like like watching the Blue Jays play the other night. And I know we knew this going oh, we're in. Just, we're, we're, seeing, we're just we're second generation. The, to the key, seeing Bo Bichette and seeing mm-hmm. uh, you know little Biggio, seeing uh, you know all these guys. It's just. It's, Do you know who else we have? Vlad Junior. Well, not not just that. I mean, we, we actually in our single A uh, promotion, he's only eighteen. We've got Manuel B- uh, Beltre, Adrian Beltre's son. Really, he's God, supposed to be really good. Yeah, which is odd because I'm amazed he's as far down in the minors he is because his dad actually debuted as a nineteen year old. His dad only retired just a few years ago. I was going to say, it hasn't been that long. Yeah, because he did debut at 19. So, yeah, uh, Manuel Beltre, who's one of our top – he's like, he's like eighth on our prospect list. He's uh, he's right up there. A couple of hoops, the way, hoops notes to get to here before, before you do, we before, – okay. before you move on, I just want to say the text line has answered this for me. Trey Mancini, the former first baseman for the Orioles and Cubs, signed with the Reds yesterday. Oh, okay. On a minor league deal. So he's going to be here in Louisville probably today or tomorrow, I'd assume. There you go. That's who it was. I didn't know the Cubs let him go, but okay. Well, at this point, everyone's going to be up with the Reds in the I next mean, couple of weeks. He's a power-hitting first baseman, so there you go. 
No, we need we need do some of that. We'll see what happens. But a, a couple of hoops notes to get yeah. to on this uh, on this Thursday. One, we already knew this, but U of L has officially confirmed the date for the Louisville Kentucky men's basketball game this season. The battle for the bluegrass. It is going to be December twenty first, uh, which mm-hmm. is the second time since 2004 that the game has been played before Christmas. The only other time was back in, in 2016 when Louisville played on the same date, same night of the week, same arena, same venue, and pulled off the upset of Kentucky, a Kentucky team that wound up being really good. Really the only good Kentucky team in the John Calipari era that Louisville has beaten. Yeah, the other one was the uh, – Well, they've beaten NIT, two. Yeah. The 2013 and then the, the, the team that won nine games a couple of years ago during the COVID season. That's it. Three wins – all by three points. Only one of those teams are good. It'd be nice to blow them out once. I mean, let's not get greedy here. I mean, I mean, we won four games last season. Now you're you're trying to get a blowout over Kentucky. Well, not with this team, but I mean, at some point, be we nice. couldn't blow out FAMU last year. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, seriously. In our lifetime, we, when's that time, what's the biggest blowout Louisville's had over Kentucky? Is it like the Maven year when we beat them by like 15? I'm sorry. I'm, not, I'm just waiting for like you, like the day after. We like Louisville pulls the shocker of all shockers. Kenny Payne said himself, "We have to play a perfect game to beat Kentucky this year." And Trevor comes in. And he's like, "I wanted to win by at least 18." I mean, <laughs> we didn't blow them out, guys. Why are we even celebrating? I, have we beaten them by 18 ever? It's. I mean, it's been a while if it's happened. I want to say like the, the, we did. We beat him by eighteen in Patino's first in Patino's uh, second year. Like we beat him by nine in his. I think about it, we beat him by nine his second year, and we beat him by eighteen in his third year. It's either that or it's reverse. But I do remember sixty five fifty six was. We beat him by nine in ninety eight. Uh, what was the other one you said you thought was the? It would have been oh two oh three, those two seasons. We beat him the one year we beat him. Oh yeah, we beat him by we've been by eighteen. You're right in oh two and sixty five fifty six. I think was the next year when they were number one. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, so. we beat them sixty. Yeah. So that's so we haven't like Bruce George game. It's been twenty years since we beat them by like double digits. Then do we not have another another double digit win? Oh no, oh eight. We we blew them out. Okay, good. So now, so we have it. It's, been, it's still been a while though, unfortunately. Gillespie was the gift that kept giving us. I miss Gillespie so much. Those two years, I'm just holding on to him. I mean, just, with everything I've got. That that the uh, the one in 08 was in Rupp Arena as well, which was would yeah, have been the only time we played in the Gillespie era was the Sosa shot at Freedom Hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, had to, I was working. I had to work. Uh, I was working the board. I, I guess who knows what broadcast I was working. I had to watch that little TV accumulus. I was going nuts alone in the production room by myself. No one else in the whole building. So we've got that news out there. Then the other news, this is a couple days old, but we have not talked about it on the show. According to John Rothstein, Louisville's going to participate in the 2024 Battle for Atlantis. So that's next season. We've obviously got the Empire Classic this year. We had the Maui Invitational last season. Uh, And the Battle for Atlantis field, as it always is, is going to be loaded in 2024. The cards will be joined by Indiana, Arizona, Gonzaga, Creighton, West Virginia, Oklahoma, and Davidson. I mean, I'm really hoping we're going to get good by then because if not, we have wasted three of the best <laughs> early season. To- I mean, this year, I know it's just a, a four-team event, but we've got the defending national champions in UConn. We've got Indiana, a rival that we haven't, you know, we, we love playing them. We've got Texas, who's loaded with talent, coming off of a, a Elite Eight season. Like, that's going to be a really good event. There should be two really good games. And then we had Maui last year, which was a loaded field. We got our asses kicked in all three games. Yeah. And then Battle for Atlantis back there, a, a tournament that we loved playing in before. Had a great run before we won the national title back in 2012-13. Like Arizona, Gonzaga. I mean, we've never played Gonzaga. I'd love to play Gonzaga in a big-time event. I'm just hoping we get to a point where 
I mean, you read the comments on that Rossi announcement, it's embarrassing where everybody's like, Louisville versus Davidson in the trash seventh place game, or like, how does Louisville get invited to this? How's Louisville going to this? Like, we've got to get to a point where the storyline is, can Louisville win this thing? Like, they're one of the favorites right there with IU, Arizona, and Gonzaga. Like, I, if we're not at that point, then my God, what are we even doing? Yeah, that, that, that is damn low and embarrassing to be like, oh, how did Louisville get into this? I mean, that, that should never be, that sentence should never be uttered. At any point. People have short-term memories. Have we really never played Gonzaga? No, they beat us in the NCAA tournament. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was 2000. Gonna, I was going to think, is there like a, as like a semi-power conference or power team that we've never played? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I, you're right, because I forgot about Gonzaga, and that was the, when they were just starting to come up, too. It was their second year. It was right after, yeah. Uh, the first I, I don't think we've played them since then, have we? Because Mun- Munson already left. He left right after the Elite Eight run, so that was Mark Pugh's first year, probably. first year. Yeah. his first run. They ended up going to the, I think, the, back to the Sweet 16 that year. The early day. They went to the Elite Eight year before, but yeah, okay. Uh, I guess, I don't know. I mean, we. I'm trying to think of major teams. I mean, we played UCLA, obviously. I remember Brian, the Brian Kaiser shot. Uh, well, we also played UCLA in a national championship. True. Yes, one. Yeah, duh. Kiki Vanderway. Uh, we played Arizona. Yeah, we played. When did we play Arizona? Maybe? We played Arizona several times. They, we played oh, the, the tournament. Oh, the, the tournament. Yeah, the, times. yeah the, the, they whooped our butt. And then 16. we whooped their butt. Yep, and the, the 12 C team, yeah. We played them at Madison Square Garden one year, too. We um, black jerseys. I don't know why I'm thinking West Coast. But I don't know. I mean, is there, is there one I'm maybe not forgetting? Have we played St. John's ever? Yeah, we were in the same conference with them for a long time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I'm just I'm just spitfiring. You're not helping any name somebody. <laughs> because I don't think there is one. Okay. We've been good. playing basketball for a long time. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least I'm not naming schools that we were in the conference with for a decade. Uh, the, that was a long time ago, man. <laughs> the 2000 meeting with Gonzaga is the only time those two teams have played. So Was it okay? It'd be, it'd be cool to play. I mean, it's been overdue. They've, been a, a, they've become, obviously, a much more nationally relevant program since then. We, I mean, up until the last few years, have been a very nationally relevant program. That'd be a cool program to go up against. I'd, I'd love to play them. But only if it's going to be a situation where I'm not feeling like we're going to lose by 34. Oh, well, that won't, I hope we don't play anytime time soon then for your sake. Well, either Kenny Payne writes the ship and we're good to go and we're going to be good next year, or we have a new coach and there's some maybe some new enthusiasm. We'll find out. But that series, I mean, that, that tournament's great. Like, Maui, I... I wish we could have saved. We hadn't played in Maui in so long, and it's such an exciting tournament. Maui is still the king of November when it comes to basketball tournaments, and I feel like we just kind of just crapped all over our, our chance to be back in that field. It was a great field. We had, a, I mean, we played three good teams, and we just could not have embarrassed ourselves more, and I'm worried that we're going to have the same thing happen with the Battle for Atlanta. I mean, these are the two big tournaments in November. We're in two of them in three years, and it feels like it could not be coming at a worse time. But there you go. Ready for the, the saying of the summer, part two? Hopefully I'm wrong, and we're ready to go. We're going to be in great shape. I was going to say, it's going to come at worst time, and it's not even not close. Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> and it's That's, not even close. That that actually statement might actually work. That It might be true that time. We could. Is there really a worst time? That could, what is the closest worst time that we could have done these tournaments? Probably right now. I mean, yeah. I mean, 1941. I mean, maybe if it was a battle for Atlantis in the MAC last season. <laughs> I mean, even then, I mean, we still... We we held our head high in the Bahamas, kind of. I mean, we were. Let me tell me, we won the Bahamas. No, we lost to Duke. Oh, I thought you said Max la- last season. Is what you said. What? What did you say, Max last season? Max last season. Yeah, which would have been the thirteen win team. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we beat two teams that sucked, but 
Well, in hindsight, Maryland was ranked, and then they won like twelve. Games. Yeah, but the point is, is that we suck now. So you got to you got to crawl for you can walk. Fair I mean. point. Fair point. <laughs> a lot of teams suck. We lost a lot of them last year. Did you see the the highlight from? I guess the the Ravens and the Cardinals are having a. Or, I mean, the Vikings and the Cardinals are having a practice against each other. Did you see the, the highlight of Keytrell Clark. I don't want to use the word shutting down Justin Jefferson because it's a pretty blatant hold. But he he's <laughs> they're doing one on one drills. He's very physical with Justin Jefferson. He breaks up the pass at the end, and then he does the gritty, oh, and Lord. you can see the crowd that is the crowd's like ooh, like they they're not liking that. Trey Clark never lacking in confidence certainly when he was here, but I'm not sure that I would poke that bear, especially when like again I'm defending the Cardinal here, but a lot of contact on the play if you haven't seen the highlights. I haven't. Um... And I listen, I, I, Keetra Clark, I hope he has, you know, I mean, he'll probably get some, a chance to play. Arizona's just a dumpster fire this year. Um, they, they've given up. But something tells me he's probably trying a lot harder than Justin Jefferson is right now. Could be. I would want to bet it. Justin the Jefferson. rep meant more to him than it did to Jefferson. <laughs> yeah, I, I can J- say that. Clark needs, to, yeah, he's trying to prove something. Jefferson's just going through the motions, I would assume, right now. By the way, just five minutes ago, the tweet from Louisville Bats welcoming their newest member of the 502, Trey Mancini. Trey Mancini. We brought it up, and they were like, hey, we need to tweet something. That's exactly what happened. God knows Trevor's already talking about it. He broke the news. If Trevor's talking about it, the Bats need to be talking about it. That's the saying that they have up there at Slugger Field. <laughs> I mean, If I've heard it once, I've it heard is, it a million there's, times. It's not a coincidence that right after we bring it up, they tweet it out. I think you're right. I think you're right. He's in the lineup tonight, by the way. Well, he's got to be because the Reds took all their other players. <laughs> No, he's in the Reds. Uh, no, it's Martini. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're giving Nick Martini <laughs> quality ABs during a stretch playoff run. Isn't he the catcher? What? Isn't Nick Martini a catcher? Not that I know of. Oh, I'm thinking somebody else, maybe. We did play T.J. Hopkins last night, and he I was very upset about it on the group text, but he, he answered with like a, a three-hit performance. He played well. Good. And Benson's playing, so it must not be a lefty out there. No, he played against the lefty last night, and he got two hits. I never want to see Will Benson sit against a lefty again, ever. That thing is done. Stop it. I'll never – if David Bell tries to do it again, uh, war crimes. Try him. Send him to the Hague. It's done. All right, uh, that's the end of the, the 4 o'clock hour here. we got the 5 o'clock hour. One hour still left. Mancini is starting tonight as a DH for the Bats, though. Nice. And Martini starting as a, a DH for the Reds. Yep. All the teenies. When you going to call Burrow up, he's been killing it down here. I – was making that point last night. Yeah, he is. I mean, we had, I think, six RBIs last night alone. I'm ready for it to happen. He's been, he's still young. He's 25. And he's an infielder. We could use, there's a spot for him. Welvin <laughs> Marte was, his, Marte is not ready. I don't know why we're, we're giving him. Really? Because, I mean, but you can move Marte to the outfield, though, too. You could, but you can also do that with Barrero. You can play, yeah, they both play the can play out, but you're right, you're right. Anyways, all right, yeah. five, four o'clock hour is done. Five o'clock hour is up next. We'll take some more texts. we got a couple other stories to get to, including this college coaches speaking anonymously about recruiting players with NIL. Some interesting stuff there. Also a funny story from The Athletic about the, the worst stories that college football coaches have had when using headsets. That and more coming away in the five o'clock hour. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1. The Big X. Tell me, friend, can you ask for anything more? Tell me, can you ask for anything more? These things that have comforted me, I drive away.
think I know the theme today. I'm gonna see if you can get. There's a theme. See if you can guess. I it. think the theme is all artists that coaches name as their favorite artists from the, the show yes. yesterday. Yes, look at you. I think it's the first one you've gotten right in like a year. And it's a half. long time because I knew because well, I'm just now remembering that you started off with LL Cool J. Yep. And I was like, he's gonna do all LL Cool J today because we talked about him being Jeff Brom's favorite musical artist. And then as I tend to do, I sort of forgot. I mean, I even sang all of <laughs> Nas last last segment and forgot that what I was thinking about. But then James Brown just rung a bell with me there. I remember somebody said that James Brown was their favorite. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I want to play the match memory game with you today. Okay. I gave you LL Cool J in the, in the, in the go out of the first segment because that was obvious. We went Brahm and I love LL. But can you name the artists that went with the coaches that I played today? Probably not. Okay, let's let's start. Bruce Springsteen was last segment. Who had Bruce Springsteen as their favorite? Um, if you can give me the school, you don't even have to give me well, the school. Well, these all the a- during the ACC conversation? These are only ACC. Not the Big 12. Okay. Only ACC. Bruce Springsteen was wasn't Dabo. It wasn't. I don't think it was Mike Norvell. I'm gonna say Mike Norvell. That is incorrect. Who was it? It was Jeff Halfley. From oh, I wouldn't have gotten that. I forgot that. Uh, who else did I play today? I played ACDC earlier. Money talks, which probably worked out perfect when we're talking about conference. ACDC was Pat Narduzzi. That is correct. James. The previously just mentioned James Brown. Can you remember who he went with? Is that Dino Babers? That is Dino Babers. Nas. I, I remember this because I remember Mike Elko was Duke. And I remember we talked about the Duke-Virginia rivalry being the funniest, like Jay-Z Nas. So it's Tony Elliott from Virginia. That is correct, yeah. Did I play anybody else today? I forget. I think that's all. I we got one left. We got one left, and I'll tell you right now, it's the Allman Brothers, and that went with? Oh. Um, yeah, you weren't going to give me the school because I forget the coach's name. There, Virginia so. Tech? That is correct. Brent Pry, yeah. Yeah, I could. I, I couldn't remember his name. I wouldn't either. remember his name. Either. I couldn't remember his name either. I was so. about to be like, young. <laughs> I don't remember his name. I love that you got the, you. You actually know it, and you got them all except for the Bruce Springsteen one. It makes me feel better about my short term memory. It which does. Has been lacking in the last year and a half. You but. just you just took you know Drew's little match game and then flushed it. Gave nails up. Not exactly the same game, but that's. I mean, it works on memory, right? It does. Okay. What was the? You remember the old memory match game of the cards? I used to play it all the time. The funniest part about the, the when Drew was doing the match game at the the Reds game over the weekend was Matt had he was Matt was in the like, the, the little picture with him yeah and he was like giving him advice which in the texture was like what do you know Matt Jones giving horrible advice to somebody I'm like that was kind of a Matt funny Jones thing. telling one of his employees what to say it was him it was <laughs> Drew who had no idea what to do and then it was one of the wrestlers that I, I'm assuming is going to be in this OVW documentary that was there with them and so Drew is like. Not no, not sure what's going on. Matt's trying to give him advice. The wrestler is just like flexing and like doing like the little pec flexes. Because <laughs> I don't think he knows what's going on either. I don't think he has any idea why he's on the big screen. Was it Cash Flow? It was not Cash Flow because I mean we had him on the show. Yeah. It was somebody I didn't. I, I don't know. I bet it's the body guy. I forget his name. I don't. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. Uh, it was, no, it was not because I know Mr. Spectacular. Yeah, it was not him, it was yeah. not him. Okay, it was some guy that I've never seen before. All right, mm-hmm. but yeah, Cash Flow. I love how featured Cash Flow was in the trailer after we just had him on the radio show. I choose to take full credit for that. That was all us. Yes, it was. And Freya the Slayer. I've got a little bit of a hypothetical that came up during the the break that I want to get your thoughts on. Okay. I think I know what you're going to say, but I'm, I'm curious. And when you say that, it always makes me want to go the opposite way regardless of what I want to say. Now, I, can't, I, I can't name names. Okay. But I've got a friend that is currently in Vegas on a work trip. I hope he's not listening to this. I don't think he is. If he's in Vegas, I hope he's not listening. He's in Vegas on a work trip. It's work-related, but he's got, like, today's, like, his downtime day. Okay, so it's, so about, he, it's 2 o'clock there right now. He sent us a picture. Uh, I guess he's at the Mirage, and he's got, like, a big, like, beachy drink at the pool. 
Okay. And we're like, oh, you know, jealous, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And he says, there's a topless pool at this resort, too, right next to this one. I did not know that. But I was too afraid to go in by myself. I feel like that's a creepy thing to do. Mm. You're in Vegas by yourself. You have the option of going into a topless pool. Do you, Trevor Kelsey, feel too creepy to go in there, or are you like, to hell with it? It's topless pool. Why would I not go? I'm, yeah, I'm there. And what, what are the hours of, of, of when I have to – how long can I stay? Would you go bottomless just to set the vibe, set the tone right was, when you walk in? Wasn't that the Harold Kumar like party in the second one when he goes to the party and it's a bottomless party? Everybody's oh, walking oh, around man. with no bottom, bat, uh, bottoms and no <laughs> I think that's the second one. The, the we probably go uh, whatever bay. I can never say that word. Uh, say it again. The the the, the place you send. The no, terrorists. I just want you to say the word. No, I'm not going to. Harold and Kumar escape from Gatamico Bay. Gatamico <laughs> Bay. I nailed it. I hate you sometimes. <laughs> Why must you embarrass me? <laughs> Don't make me say philanthropist. <laughs> that one, because then you'll get in trouble. Philanthropist? You, yeah, I'm more. Guantanamo? Yeah, Guantanamo. Guantanamo? Yes, perfect. <laughs> I hate that place. No notes. I hate the, I hate that place. It just looks like I can't say the name of it. No matter. I don't care oh, what man. they go on there. You, know, you, you say that out loud, and people are like, man, you, you just, you're very into like. International human rights, correct? Yeah, really. And like, no, no, no. I just can't say it. <laughs> no, I just hate saying that word. I'm on radio and I can't say the word, so I, I can't despise say it. it. I've never been able to say it. I, hate I don't it. even know who goes there. I just I, don't like saying it. I didn't watch that movie for like a year and a half because I was afraid to try to rent it. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> honey, what what movie do you want to see in the theater? So, I, this one, but I don't want to say it. Same reason I went like almost my whole, half my life without getting croissants because I I'd always used to screw it up as a kid, so I just ordered donuts. Like, I just didn't want to order croissants. Now I can say it now for some reason. There are restaurants where I'll be like, this looks really good. But I can't pronounce this. So I don't want to. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to. Well, I, I take it back. I used to do that. Now I've gotten to the point where I'm just like, I'll say, like, did I pronounce that correctly after I say it to the, the waiter or the waiter? Well, now, obviously, I don't care. I just spent the last five minutes embarrassing myself trying to <laughs> yeah. say Guantanamo Bay. Did I do it right? No. No, no. Is there not a Tom in there? No. There's... Are you sure? Because Tom's, I'm pretty sure, there. Guantanamo. Guantanamo. No, there's no C. Well, I don't know where you're getting the C. Just keep that through your – get the synapses firing on this. There is no C in the word Guantanamo. Isn't it by a beach? I liked that. Thank you. I liked what you just did there. Thank you. Guantanamo. No. I took the C out. You just reversed the M and the N there. Guantanamo. Guantan. Think of it like Guantan, but, but it's Guantan. Guantan. And then Amo. Amo. Guantanamo. Guantanamo. So close. <laughs> I hate this place with a passion. This place sucks. Can't we just send them like to like Smith Camp? Smith Camp, yeah. Can't we send them somewhere else? My mom just texted it and said, This is like Joey speaking French. Good <laughs> <laughs> This is my brother. He speaks that perfect French. <laughs> uh, the original question was would I go into a topless was it pool? Or? Topless pool in Vegas. You're, you're on like a trip by yourself. Somehow that led to me trying to pronounce it. <laughs> to pronounce Guantanamo Bay. I'm not even going to do you're, it again. You're afraid to, you're afraid to even venture over there. No, I'm not going on, I'm not going but on it. But not afraid to venture over to the topless pool. No, I'd go. Now, the problem is, is though, I mean, because a part of me would be like trying to like, Look. Not look, but like not be obvious about looking. Like that's 
that's the challenge. And for someone who worked in the mall for as long as I did, my 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 prep vision is really good. Your what? Shut up. It's <laughs> <laughs> a tough segment for it's you. So, this is a bad it's five been minutes. Rough man. This has been. This is like what the Mudheads did to the bats on Tuesday night. Rough. Um, what other I, word can we work at? Hey, <laughs> I brought you a bobblehead. <laughs> <laughs> bobblehead is now proudly displayed on our wall. You're going to go back and you're going to give the, the presents to the kids and marry me. Would you get nothing? He took it back. He, he said no. He said no. <laughs> um, I mean, I would, I, would, I would go in there. I wouldn't be embarrassed, but I would just try to. I mean, I wouldn't like snapping pictures on my phone. I would hope not. <laughs> well, it depends. Have you ever been to Miami? I've never been to a topless bar though, or a topless pool, or a topless beach, or anything. Well, in Miami, like, we didn't. It's not like technically like a topless beach, and I don't know if this is how it is usually. I've only been to Miami the one time. We were the, down there for like five days before and after, or I guess just before the Orange Bowl. And I was in college, so it was you know, a little bit of a different thing. Younger, fitter, slightly more attractive, so you don't feel as creepy being in these situations. But like South Beach, like when I when I first saw it, I, I felt like I kind of had to look away. And then I realized, like, oh, like seventy-five percent of the girls down here are just topless, and this is—it's like New Year's Eve, and it's—it's it's not like the the height of summer, but everybody was just walking around topless down there. I was like, oh, I don't feel as bad now after you see like the you know the fifteenth pair of boobs. You're like, all right, well, this is just the way it's going to be. I mean, I don't know if I could like be nonchalant about boobs, but you get to a point where you get a little nonchalant about the boobs. You think so? As yeah. much, but, but then again, to it. Then I've watched enough adult sites, you think I would still already be nonchalant about it, but I'm still like giggity, yeah. you know? Um, I, but I would, yeah, I, I, if I'm your friend, the long story short, I guess, for your friend, yeah, go. I mean, what's the, I mean. Nobody knows you. For, let me ask you a question. Like, is he single? No, he's not. Is he married? Yes. Like, I don't know where he stands for you, like, married or not, like, would you be in trouble with her, or would he be in trouble with his wife if he went to the, the topless pool? I can't speak for him. I don't think I would. I mean, because I, I had a girl that like thought me watching porn was cheating, and I was very like that was that, that was like more ending this relationship. First of all, you know what I mean, is this graveyard? I'm choosing no, it was somebody. It was like in between. No, you've had some rough relationships. I, well, you know, I, I don't know how to pick them. I, I, I pick my relationships like I pronounce my words. It feels it like sounds like <laughs> it. it sounds like it. Um, right, I want to get to this on three stories. Okay, yeah. we can move on. But yeah, the, go to the topless. Actually, send me pics. No, don't do that. I didn't know they had topless pools in Vegas. Oh, they do. What? Am I staying at the wrong? Old, I've been to Vegas a dozen times. I've never seen a topless pool. How often do you go to the pool? I've seen dozens of hookers, but I've never seen a topless pool. Well, you're staying at the wrong place. I clearly am. The nil on three has a good story today. They talked to uh, dozens of. College basketball coaches, <laughs> under the guise of anonymity, not you know, we're not going to put your name to this, but they want to talk about in what ways has NIL changed how you recruit a player. Now, they don't say head coach, assistant coach, whatever, but these are all coaches from relatively big-time conferences. And they, okay. and they identify the conference, but they don't identify the name. So some of the answers, I, th- I thought the, the difference in the answers, there's no uniform response here. I was surprised at how different some of the, the answers were. Interestingly enough, the SEC coaches' answers are very similar. I'll let you guess what they are. A coach in the SEC said this. Okay. Money talks. If you want a kid, you're going to have to pay for him. It's a win-now era in college basketball. I don't know if it's ever not been a win-now era. You can turn a program around in one year with a roster flip. If you're a top-10 transfer portal team and your team doesn't perform, what does that say about you as a coach? I actually think that's kind of spot on. Ole Miss. 
Oh, I was mean, I supposed to guess who said it? I would say literally any coach in the SEC besides John Calipari. Oh, oh this is basketball or football, by the way. Basketball. Sorry, I should have. Oh, okay. Should've I'm sorry. I basketball. 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 My bad. Uh, that, then it's uh, uh, Musselman. Could be. Musselman also has reason to say that because he's like he's had all these top ten transfer portal teams and he's had a lot of success. Yeah, it sounds like something I could see him saying. Yeah. A coach in the Big East said this. The process, in air quotes, begins and almost ends with the financial benefit of the school. If it was even part of the process, it was nearly last pre or non-existent pre-NIL. The money NIL has no equivalent now in the process, and there is almost no way to overcome a substandard offer. Mm, Big East School said that. Yeah. Georgetown? Now, coaching the ACC said this. And it does kind of sound like something that somebody on our staff would say. <laughs> Recruitment hasn't changed much for us. Either they are all about NIL and we move in a different direction, or they want what we're all about, and NIL is a small part of that. There are a few kids and families that understand there's a long game. Don't get me wrong, NIL is a part of the process, but it's not the end-all, be-all. If you throw the word character in there, I would have sworn that was <laughs> if, Kenny Bay. If, if it's character, then you know it's if one there of our been a, If their character had been snuck in there somewhere, it's, you're... I, that is us. That was Nolan, probably. And the coach in the SEC says, if you don't have the funds, you can't compete. Uh, Wade's still hired in the SEC. <laughs> that being said, kids and families still want to feel like you're recruiting them. They don't want to feel like you're just buying them. Oh, that's Chris Beard. Could be. The coach in the Big East said, most schools, if not the overwhelming majority of all schools, are no longer investing in the potential of high school prospects outside of one to two years. Scholarships for potential, it's not us. Scholarships for potential used to mean impacting the program two, three, and maybe even four years down the road. Potential now means the year after this one. If staff cannot have the vision for serious upside, the high school prospects will certainly be left with considerably fewer options, both in the level of schools recruiting him and the sheer number of schools that value him. Bill I think, Nova's coach. I mean, that's the. Or Patino. I mean, it could be anybody. Like, that's the way of the world now, and it's why yeah. I think that. Kenny Payne's comments on the Rothstein podcast seem so out of touch because, I mean, look, and I did the thing where I'm like, I hope it works. I hope it works. And we already saw the biggest freshman prospect that we got bounce before he even had a full practice here. Like, the coach is right. Like, you can't build programs the way that you used to or, quote, the right way, as Kenny Payne referred to it, because you've got no clue if anybody's going to be there for more than a year or two. And you can't look at prospects that way. You, you can't look at who this kid who's the number 144 prospect in the class of 2023, is going to be in 2026 because it's more likely than not, given the percentages, that he's not going to be in your program. You've got to look at what he brings to the table this year or next year if you're looking that far ahead and nowhere else. And I'm sorry, I don't like this. I'm not saying I like this. I'm saying it's the way it is. I'm not saying there's there's just one right way, but I will say this. If you're not winning or producing some kind of productive result from your season – then you're not doing it the right way. And when you Certainly win four games, and way. when you win four games, clearly your way is not the right way. A coach in the Big 12 said the process doesn't really change until the NIL offer has been made, especially if it's a substantial offer by a non-traditional school. Once the bar has been set, then all bets are off. The easiest way to build a relationship is with a good NIL offer in place. Gold diggers exist for a reason and money talks. In a dream scenario, scenario, you only sign a portal kid for every high school kid you lose. Successful programs have their foundation laid by high school recruiting and retention. I think that that's also, I mean, I, 
I mean, I, I see just, the value in that. That's a description of like the old ways a little bit, right? Isn't it? I mean, it is, and I, I think that you're going a mix. I, I think you're seeing a mix. The one school that's not jumping in, and we'll see how it goes because they have a brand new head coach as well. Duke is the one school that is kind of doing things the old way. Like, they, like they brought in a big time recruiting class and brought back virtually all of those guys for this season, and then added in. You know, they, they lost nobody to the transfer portal at least initially, and they were the only power conference school to do that. Kansas is bringing back. They, you know, they've done a good job at bringing back some of their talent, and then also hitting in the transfer portal. I think moving forward, it's going to have to be a combination. It's going to have to be. Is Duke even taking advantage of the transfer portal? Who they brought it in the transfer portal? Uh, I mean, I don't anybody really have they. Not really, because they brought back everybody from last year. And I know Kay was never one to really bring in transfers a whole lot either as well. So Yeah, not until recently. No, that's true, yeah. When he brought in, like, we brought in Curry's brother. and That's the big, the big one. Yeah. The kid Dante Jones from Rutgers. Was, 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 was he the one that dunked on the Carolina and then did the push-ups? Yes, and then you know, yeah. Kay had the whole thing where he's like, I made him run for a week. I mean, <laughs> no, you didn't. That was, yeah. like, one of their first, like, his, like, recruits. Yeah, because, I mean, I guess, yeah. They're still technically kind of doing it the old school way, as as old school as you can get now, I guess. As of right now, yeah. The last uh, the, the last quote on the story that, that I think is, is relatively interesting. I skipped a couple of them, but That's a coach, right. a coach in the Big Twelve said this: "It requires you as a coach to have a feel and a connection to one thousand different things. It's also why staff sizes have increased in order to have antennas out at all times. It's harder to keep good players, but it's easier to get them at the same time. Two years ago, being a great recruiter was necessary." Now you want a great negotiator who can get good players to come in under slot value and then keep them. The best recruiter on your staff is the one who runs your collective. The truth that no high school family wants to acknowledge is you're not going to win many games if your freshmen are your highest earning dudes. Getting families to understand you can't make long-term decisions for first-year money. I mean, well, I, I mean, think we're starting to see that. I mean, it depends on who your freshmen are. If your Duke's freshman is your highest-paid dudes, then you probably can make an impact. I don't know. I mean, their if, best if players high, this year are going to be all, all sophomores and juniors, though. Yeah, but last year they were all freshmen, right? Was their probably highest paid games were, were the, that freshman class that's now sophomores? Filipowski was probably their, their most consistent player. He was freshman last year. But they had like, Jeremy Roach is coming back as a senior now. He was good last year as a junior. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they, they, brought back, they, they brought back a few players that were upperclassmen. But they also weren't as good as they want to be. And probably True. weren't as good as they should be this year. But I think that's interesting. Just You're not seeing any sort of consensus. You're seeing... Some variations of the same thing, and then you're also saying. I mean, I'm curious about the coach in the ACC. I wonder who that is because it does sound like one of our guys, but it could be. It, it could also be John Shire, somebody on his staff. Yeah, saying that uh, there's the only coach who's quoted, who's not a power conference coach, is somebody from the Atlantic Ten, and they say NIL has significantly changed how we recruit. If we know early on that a decision is all about money, we may choose to move on. We have a solid collective, however. We don't want think we want to outbid anyone. We think our program's history and the university have a lot to offer. Unfortunately, a lot of kids, agents, and advisors only care about the bottom line. I think recruiting now is mostly about two things. One, role definition, and two, NIL, a.k.a. will I play and how much will I get paid? I think the common thought in college is you want to get old and stay old, but I think there's a valuable opportunity for mid-majors to get slightly better than before the portal era. I believe you take the guys that can help you win. They can come from a local high school or be playing 4,000 miles away. If they can help you and fit your culture, you take them. It sounds like Dayton. I think it's UD. I think it's Anthony Grant. That's my guess. Okay. But no consensus. I think that you, you get the sense from all these coaches, besides the SEC ones, that they don't really like this, but they've also had to embrace it as the way of the world. 
and I don't, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. No, no because the SEC was doing it long before it was, it was allowed. Yeah, the only thing's changed is it's above I mean, board for the yeah, SEC. Yeah, the SEC's just like, they, they missed a beat. This is old school to them. It's <laughs> a good point. I mean, it's... <laughs> uh, we, we, the text line has blown up. We, we, we'll get to, we'll take a couple of texts here before we call it uh, a segment here, and then we'll, we'll let the text line pretty much take over for the rest of the show. Texture says, TK. Hey, it's me. Being president doesn't mean that you're running the country. No, that's true. Presidents really don't. I mean, it's, that's more of a, a Congress thing. Texas says, guys, I gave up politics because it's so damn depressing. Well, we, I mean, we're just we're having a fun talk. We weren't being serious. It was like five minutes. I mean, following politics is no different than following sports. Yeah, I think it's a little bit different. Unfortunately, the, the people that support their politicians treat it the same way they treat their sports teams, and that's, that's not a good thing. Texas TK, do you always use DoorDash, or do you ever use any of the restaurant apps? Uh, I'm a creature of habit, so I pretty much stay with DoorDash. I did, uh, I, when I first got into the, the, uh, the game, I, I did use Grubhub once and they, they pissed me off with something. So I didn't never use them again. The dash game, the, the, the delivery game. And then, uh, DoorDash has always just been uh, good to me. So um, for the most part, so I've just stayed with them. I had to use the, like, it was like the toast app one time. Cause so I've only, Grubhub is the only other one I used. This is like inside baseball, but like. I've really wanted. I've been on a big milkshake kick recently. The last like couple. Like, I got one from IHOP last night. Yeah. So like, I've always heard for a long time, like the, and I've never been there. We used to live right next to it, but the the malt shop at Kalen's eighty twenty used to be just Kalen's. Is they're like, on DoorDash. It is fantastic. They are on DoorDash, but they don't have like the. They only have like three flavors from the malt shop. If you want to get a milkshake or a malt. Oh, on DoorDash they do. They've only got like like it's like mint chocolate chip, strawberry, and if you go to their website, they've got all these other different flavors. Like I just, all oh, I wanted really? was to try a chocolate malt because I keep hearing about how good it is. I love malts, by the way. So I had to go through the the toast app, and I'm like, okay, whatever. Like I'll, I'll order it, and like the guy the guy comes, he's high as all hell. <laughs> I mean, is that a problem? A little bit because he doesn't have my order right. Oh, that's there's the problem. And like he's got his the fact girl- he's stoned should not be a problem. He's got his girlfriend in the car who also looks very stoned. Well, that's- and I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm like, he drops off my burger or whatever I ordered, and I'm like, hey man, like where's the malt? And he's like, this is all they gave me. And the problem is when you use the toast, there's no way to like, you know, with DoorDash, it's very easy if your food gets messed up. Oh yeah, you press a couple buttons and they like they'll send it. They back. don't even they don't even question. They just give you a refund or they give you a, a, a credit. They don't even they don't even like. Uh, question if you're lying or not and this toast app like you've got to go through the whole thing and like i called the, the restaurant they're like we gave it to the guy i'm like i think this guy just like ate drank my malt or his girlfriend did <laughs> and just like, got away with it scot-free because i've got no other avenue to complain about it so i was like i'll never use anything else again i already don't like using doordash <laughs> as is like this is uh, this is silly this is dumb but i want i really want to try that malt i guess i'm gonna have to go in person god forbid and eat there they have uh if the, you work at Kalen, send me a free malt the three they do offer mint chocolate chip strawberry that's and vanilla what I'm saying. yeah as i said like they don't have all their flavors. It's the mint chocolate there. chip would be interesting with a malt. I don't like mint chocolate chip. I, I love it. Now, my favorite, one of my favorite malt things is to get is to get a peanut butter malt from uh, Dairy Queen. Now the we'll end the segment on this because the Colts fan is is firing back at you. The guy who loves the Colts and thinks you're an idiot for saying Airsay is an idiot. Oh, I'm sorry if you you're too blind to realize your owner's a moron. He says the Colts had a better record from 2000 to 2010 than the Eagles, but sure, we're the ones who fell ass backwards into a super. Fell ass backwards into Peyton Manning. Which brought you, yes, from his tenure there, which was 98 roughly to 2010, you had a very good run. Now, I want you to go look up how many wins you had, I don't know, through the Ursay family who bought them in 72, stole them out of Baltimore, and then, then he handed it over to his you know, pill-headed son, uh, Jim, who now runs them, fell backwards and just dismissed Manning for no reason. 
threw away Marshall Falk for, for a lesser running back. Yeah, Edron James was lesser. Get over it and accept it. Please and, fire back again, Colts fans. And, he's, he's, he gets upset about that. And, and yeah, and, and, and you got and you fell, yes, ass backwards into your second quarterback luck who you just ruined. So, yeah, yeah, Urs, don't be mad at me. Why are you mad at me, Colts fan? I'm not the one. I'm not, I'm not Ursay. I've done my fair share of painkillers, but I'm not an addict like he is. I'm, I, I have common sense. So don't get mad at me, dude. Be mad at your owner. He's the moron. Texas says, and I'm not sure that this is the, the woman who received the tire gauge or the man who gave <laughs> the tire gauge, the, tire gauge, the couple that argues woman, with the yeah. text line, which is great. A tire gauge always makes a nice anniversary or Mother's Day gift. Add potpourri in an Arby's gift card to make it a special memory. I mean, is That's there the advice wrong for the, the person who's looking for the small first anniversary gift. Uh, edible clothing is always a nice thing. <laughs> Stop. The gift that gives the gift that gives to both of you. All right, let's take our last break. When we come back, we got one segment Never left. Never eaten edible underwear. No. Neither have I. No, I, I don't. I, I've heard it tastes like. I don't like, really need to. <laughs> I'm just, I've heard it tastes like 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 fruit roll up. But I just don't know. I just that's always how I've kind of imagined it. That's what I, I picture too. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm curious if anybody's ever because I've never like I'm delaying the process. I'm I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I'm a kinky side, but I just and I would I wouldn't say no to it. I just never been offered it. Does not appeal to me at all. Like if something like, but you would do it if it was offered. Yeah, yeah, I would too. But I just don't like. I'm not like running out to grab it. No. All right, last segment <laughs> coming up. We will uh, we'll turn over the text line. You guys have filled it up. We'll get to as many of these as we can. It's the Mike Rutherford Show Thursday edition here on 1450 and 96.1 Big X. Talking about what we were doing in the last segment? <laughs> no. Final segment of the Thursday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 uh, The Big X. Reminder, if you have air conditioning problems, my God, it is, it is ungodly hot out there. If you do. It's going to be even worse tomorrow. Right. The high is 100. we got football games being canceled all over the place. If you have an AC problem, God love you. Turn to AirServe, calling them directly at 502-785-8600. It's going to save you a headache. Uh, it could happen any hour, any day right now. If, it, if your heat, if your air goes out at 2 a.m. and it's going to be burning up, you got pets, you got small uh, children, you got whatever, you need somebody to come over there, fix the problem ASAP. Air service available for you 24 7. Call them any hour, any day at 502 785 8600. They'll come out to your home, they'll fix your problem, they'll get you back to sleeping comfortably. Air serve of Louisville. I mean, it's it's hot that I'm not even like letting my dogs go in and out as they please right now. Like it's it's it's, it's real bad. Like if they need to go out, they'll come and tell me, and I will let them out. Which Warren, <clears throat> the cat, you know, previously mentioned that. So 
he loves going in out of the dog of the dog door and hanging out outside. So he's been kind of unhappy because we're not letting the pets just go out. I mean, I, they probably wouldn't stay outside long. But Khaleesi does have a knack of like going out and just like flopping in the, in the sun in the yard. I did love. I think the best text from yesterday was the one talking about referring to you getting the drone. Trevor literally waited for the biggest heat wave in the city in the know, last four to five years to try an outdoor activity. I mean, it, the, the sad part is is that, like, tomorrow I really won't have any time because, I'm, I mean, I'll come in here to work and I've got the night game and everything. So I'll, it'll be, like, 10 o'clock by the time I get out of here. So this was going to be, like, my, 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 my initial drone adventure was going to be, like, Saturday probably. And if it's 100 degrees out, I mean, I said I wasn't going to put this thing better on Saturday. I said I wasn't going to put this thing together in my house, but it might happen if that's the case. All right, we got a lot of texts to get to. We got about twenty minutes to get through them. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton text line number. A lot of things to read in a short time to get there. Texas Trevor should definitely wear a monocle and a hat to the ACT. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic idea. Like a top hat? Yes. If I came in, then you think they just. <laughs> I mean, the looks but, I'm going to get. But still, uh, like your normal sweatpants I and mean, t-shirt. Attire. T-shirt flip flops. I mean, <laughs> I mean the the looks I'm going to get. I think to begin with are just going to be. I'm dreading it. Like I, I'm not dreading it, but I'm just anticipating some snickering and some weird looks. And I can't yeah. wait. I mean, <laughs> I was thinking about should I do like an intro video, like do, record myself walking in. Yes. Uh, and go all the way up until they tell me I had to put my phone away. Going on IG Live. I just go on Facebook Live. Texas Mike won't participate in the lottery pool and he won't go to the Christmas party, so I doubt he shows up for the scramble. I'm going to the scramble. Hey, and he's great, and he's already jinxing the football season by not watching a movie. Stop. <laughs> you're going to be so bad if we lose Georgia Tech. You know you're not going to I will go to the Christmas party this year if we don't have a conflict. I'm never going to be part of the lottery pool. <laughs> I don't trust any one of you all. I, mean, I don't trust them to pay come through. I don't even know who this week was. I don't think they did it this week. I, mean, I think well, actually TJ did send, I think, a text this morning. Uh, what was last year? Christmas? Something happened with Christmas party last year. Did you have something going on? Yeah, we had, we had another Christmas party to go to. Is that what it was? Yeah. They, you, you just liked them more than us? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Texas says, how many years does Satterfield make it at UC? I Three. I'm, I'm answering this seriously. I'm, I am too. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I think Scott Satterfield's going to get fired at Cincinnati. Like after a year? No, 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 no. But I don't think he leaves on his own accord. It's not like a resignation. It's like oh. it's not like I, I parlay this into a bigger job. I think he gets fired at Cincinnati. And I think it's within the next five years. I think he'll be just good enough to keep his job. He'll, he'll, they're going to gonna not be great this year. No. They'll probably overachieve at some point. And probably in, not this year, but the year after, I think they will. And then they'll be, they'll, he'll do the thing that he did here, where he's like just good enough to keep himself hanging on. He's not good enough to get anybody excited, but not bad enough to have anybody openly up in arms. And then eventually they're going to get tired of it, and after year four or year five, he's going to get the axe. And I, a little bit depends on where Cincinnati is in, in, in headspace in terms of where they think their program is. Well, that's the thing too. They're going into the Big Twelve, kind of like we went into the ACC, and they're coming off their 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 their, their school's greatest four year run in school exactly. history. Probably, I mean, I, I I mean, we were coming into the ACC off of eleven and twelve win seasons, and we're thinking, yeah, we'll take a slight step back, but we we expect to be nine and three, ten mm-hmm. and two, about every year. And then when it didn't happen, people got frustrated. If Cincinnati goes to, into the Big Twelve and just gets their ass handed to them for three or four straight years, or they're just average at best. It's not going to be good enough for UC fans anymore. No, I don't think it will be, and that's why I'm curious if they have. That's why I'm thinking year three. I think he'll be. 
I, I kind of agree with you. I think it'll, it, may, it may not be a firing. It may be a resignation. Probably no. He may, after year three, before he can get fired, he bounces and goes somewhere else. Of all like the he, places. He just does to them what he does. And they're like, thank you. The move made so little sense on a number of levels outside of him just clearly not liking Louisville and wanting to, to go somewhere decent. I mean, he. I feel like it was in any port in the storm situation. He was just ready to get out. But it's it was weird because it's not that much different culturally than Louisville is. If he had issues here because of the culture, he's going to have them there as well. Yeah. And it's terrible timing. Like, I mean, it's like you said, from here. I mean, they're coming off of the best four-year stretch in the history of the program. They're making the jump to a bigger conference, which, yes, you can now recruit better players theoretically. But we've seen so many programs that have had success at a slightly lesser level make the jump to a Big 12, an SEC, a Big 10, and just kind of fall flat on their face, especially early on. Like He, he doesn't have the waiting period anymore that he would have if, if, he be inherited, if he had been inheriting a Cincinnati team that had been kind of on par with where it's been historically as like a 7-5, and 6-6, six and 8-4 six, and four type team. Like now, they've had a taste of the good life. They've had a taste of the playoff. They want to get back there. And if you can't show signs of being able to produce that at some point down the line, they're going to ax you. It's a... It's a really tough situation for him to be walking into. I'll tell you what, I stand corrected. Since 07, Cincinnati is head to head with us, if not better. They like, had, I forget they had they had the three they had three straight ten win seasons under Brian Kelly. Then they had two more under Butch Jones, two of the three years he was there. Then nine win, nine win, seven. They had the back to back four wins before this last run. I mean, they've only had three losing seasons since two thousand seven. We've had more than that, right? Well, they've been in the also been in the AAC. True, true, but they were in the Big Since East. Yeah, they were big, it was in the Big East and then the AAC. Yeah. yeah, five years in the Big East is included in that, and then everything else is AAC. But they've been the point is, I mean, maybe not better than us, but they have been a lot more competitive than I give them credit for over the last. They've I, been good. No, yeah. this is the best that UC football has yeah. ever been, and now it's on Satterfield to not just maintain that level of success, but to take it to another level. He wasn't able to do it here. Maybe he can there, but I've got my doubts for sure. Texture says, yeah. uh, if anything, he's not going to have a good record between Butch, Luke, and yeah. Brian's the only one to come in and immediately hit the, hit it out of the ballpark. Scoots and a number of other fans are were weighing in to say the Red Sign Trey Mancini yeah, yesterday yeah. to the minor league deal. Texas, I mean, where are you? I think you're a Reds fan. You don't even know this stuff. I didn't see that. I mean, come on. Well, I mean, I'm too busy worrying about us starting Nick Martini at fifth in the order in the most important series we've had in 11 years. I mean, just David Bell's just like, I don't know, fifth. Throw him in there. Who cares? I think Frank's cooking something. You smell that? It does. It's, he's definitely cooking something. You smell? Okay, good. It's not just me because I'm getting hungry over here. I was like, man, I smell something. Maybe he's trying to kill us. I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> not with his cooking. Texture says, uh, we also beat UK by 22 back in 1988. We did. I forgot about you. It's been a long I mean, I know we beat. I guess I just, it's just because it's been so long, I just, it just slipped my mind. I mean, come on. Give me credit. I forgot we played St. John's. Texture says, power five teams in basketball that I don't remember us playing. Stanford, well, we played them in the tournament. Well, yeah, that was the, the the Collins twins. Yeah. Lopez. Oh, you're right, Lopez. Right, Texas a and we also played them in the tournament. Yeah, we lost to them. That was the only time we played them, though, I believe. Uh, Arizona State. Ooh, that's a good one. Have we played Arizona State? I don't remember that. I know we played them in football. I don't remember playing Arizona State in basketball. I don't think we have either. What about USC? Um, Not that I can recall either. It was a regular season game, maybe. I don't know. Do we have a site like uh, UK does where you can go look at if we've ever played anybody and who we played? The Go Cards website usually has. Does it? Yeah. I don't remember. I feel like I don't know why Arizona State. I feel like maybe we did. Because I think was it Arizona State? I think we were playing when we initially retired the first four numbers. I think that's who we played that day. 
You're right. That's a hell of a memory. I don't remember that at all. Well, because I was at that game. It was my first ever game in Freedom Hall, actually. And I think it was there. I think it was Arizona State because it was in the nineties. I just don't remember what uh, I could. I, I might be mixing up because one of my first football games was also against Arizona State. Texture also says Oklahoma. We did play them in the, in the NCAA tournament. Yep, I was at that game. Blake yeah. Griffin destroyed them. Oh, Clark. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma State. We've played them. I feel like we have played. I think we played them in the nineties in the tournament, didn't we? Yes. Then we beat Bryant Reeves in Sweet Sixteen, I think, or the second round. I don't know if it was. Big country time, but we played. We the we beat them in the second round one year. I might have been the year we got blown out by Indiana, but we beat them in the second round one year. Uh, we on. have played. By the way, we've played Southern Cal one time. Really? Yeah. What does it say? When? I've got to look it up, and it's going to take. <laughs> yeah, I've, the internet has been loading this for like the, the ten minutes that we've been discussing it. So now I'm going to have to find out when that game actually was. Okay, Frank. Now I'm getting hungry. Uh, we won the game, though. That's all. That's all that matters. That's all you need to know. We we beat USC, um, Arizona State. Now I'm just curious. <laughs> I can't let it go. We've played Arizona Welcome State. Welcome to my world, by the way. We've played Arizona State twice. Okay. We've beaten them both times. And you don't, but you don't know the years. No, they don't. Yeah, they don't. They don't give the dates. We have played. <sighs> Who's the other one we had out there? Oklahoma State. Well, we, we answered all the other ones. We know we played. Yeah. We have played Oklahoma State. Um, we played Oklahoma State four times. Three and one against them all time. Oh, I've been that many times. Uh, Texas. What goes on to say? What about Ole Miss? Um, we played Ole Miss. I feel like we played Ole Miss. Yeah, in a regular season. He said Alabama. We, did, we remember Alabama. Rod Grizzard dunked all over us like fifty million times. Who did? Rod Grizzard. Remember him? Yeah, I don't remember playing Alabama though as much. We played Mississippi three times. Texas says Mississippi State too. We played Mississippi. State. I know we've played Mississippi State. We played Mississippi State six times. We played. Well, no, we played Ole Miss. Uh, in uh, St. Louis, when the kid got injured in the game, the Kennedy team that was Andy Kennedy. Remember uh, uh, Chris Warren? He destroyed his knee like in a blowout to us. Uh, I don't remember. That. Get, oh yeah, I felt so bad for. We him. played Mississippi State in the NIT. Recently. I was at that game. They beat us, and then he says Auburn. Uh, Auburn, and we've we've got we have played. Them. Have we played Auburn? We played Auburn twice. So okay. all those teams listed, we have played at least once. All right. Man, yeah, it's just you know, we've been playing basketball a long time. Hey, I don't know. If, yeah, it's hard to think that there's anybody we haven't really played. Have we ever played Washington State? Somebody just texted in Oregon State and Washington State. I know we played Oregon State in football. How about this? We've never played Washington State. Okay. I don't don't remember. I will, yeah. I'm never happened. Why. Has never happened. Oregon. We got to get that happening. Then. We've played Oregon State twice. We've never played Washington State. There's the answer. Although they're not really a big basketball program. No, no. I mean, far from it. Anyway, sorry. That took up way too much time. Texas says, Trevor, it sounds like Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor will be traded to the Dolphins tonight. Ooh, interesting. I'm surprised. I mean, would you really make an in, in, in conference trade like that? I wouldn't. Uh, we did. <clears throat> we played Arizona State at home on January 24th, 93. Beat them 85-59. I'm almost positive that was the day we retired the numbers. It's a hell of a call. It's true. Texas says, I think Trevor is mixing up Guantanamo Bay with Quantico. Where's Quantico. Texas says, this is like when Fez can't say America. Oh, that was a great scene. Have you seen that one? He's like, American. Amer- I can't remember what he said. And, he be- and Red is like, say Eric. Eric, say America. America. That's <laughs> like he said he'd screw it up every time. kind of what happened there. Texas I- I'm trying to do it again. Guan- Guantan Bay. Guantan Bay. No. Guantan Amo. Guantan Amo Bay. Guantan Amo. 
Guantanamo. 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 No. <laughs> I feel like sending me down there to like just repeat this name of the place over and over can be part of their punishment. Texas, I would not go into the topless pool without my wife. Okay. I think you'd want to go with with or without her. I'm not to, not to quote you two over here, but. He says with her. Oh, I mean, I guess. Yeah, I'd go with her. I'd go with your wife. Sorry. I can't help it. Texas says, Trevor, when are you ever pronouncing menu items? Did DoorDash move a voice-to-text platform? (laughs) That's a good point. When I try to do voice recognition on my phone, it is a nightmare. There's multiple times I'll do it, and I'll look down, and I'll spend more time having to fix the text than I would. I might as well just written the whole thing to begin with. (laughs) It's between the list, southern accent, and everything else. Boy, voice recognition is just like my worst nightmare. Texas Trevor pronouncing Guantanamo guac taco mino. <laughs> taco, I can do taco. Texas Trevor avoiding, really avoiding, if you would go to a bottomless pool. <laughs> would you? Would I go to a bottomless yeah. pool? Tops on, but bottoms off. I mean, that's like I said, that's in the movie. Uh, yeah, I'd go to it. Screw it. Texas TK, have you heard about sunglasses? Trust me, there's nothing more embarrassing than my <laughs> showing the upper than there's the blower. Uh, yes, yeah, sunglasses is a good idea. I understand where you're going with that. You can be sneaky looking at, at the boobs with those, yeah. Texas says, <laughs> quote, Mary, how was the show today, honey? Mike, I feel like my career is slowly going downhill. <laughs> I just had to teach a 40-year-old how to pronounce words. I felt like a preschool teacher. I've oh, talked- come on. What teacher teaches a preschool how to say Guantanamo I've Bay? talked about the, the similarities between doing the show and then going home and talking to, to Virginia because there are multiple <laughs> Texas, is this what you deal with as a father of two, Mike? Trying to help the speech impaired learn how to pronounce words? Is this what I have to look forward to in fatherhood? Uh, not really. Virginia's very well spoken. <laughs> she asks a lot of questions, but she pronounces words really well. I can sp- say spaghetti. That's good. I don't know what other words like the 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 the, the philanthropist words always annoying to me. The what ones? Don't get me don't get me started on that one. Um, peripheral vision. Peripheral. Peripheral. No. Peripheral. That's it, right? No. Damn it. You do it, I just can't pronounce it. The amazing thing to me is it doesn't get any better. <laughs> you just pronounce it the same wrong way over and over and over. I'm trying. I'm, try- I'm hearing it in my head said it's in my in my head. I'm hearing it right. You've smoked away the portion of your brain that allows you to adjust the pronunciation. <laughs> I think it's, that's exactly what's happening. It's happened. like just a tundra floating around. It's, the it's just gone. <laughs> God. Just left. You walk in my brain, you're like, hello, hello, hello. Texas says, I can. Texas, as an eighth grader who went to the Orange Bowl, South Beach definitely provided even better memories than Phoenix <laughs> Lake Forest. Do we have a t shirt to give away? That's a good one. Because that, 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 that text might get a t shirt from him. I was, I, I mean, I remember, like, again, like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm 21 at this point. That's pretty good, still youth, yeah. Yeah, and, and like, you know, you see it the first time, and it's still even then, I'm like, ooh. And then, like you just kind of like you get you like okay, like this is this is how they don't care if you're looking. This is just how it is down here. <laughs> I'm, I, I clearly went to the wrong places in Miami. I mean, we went- and Vegas. I'm I've been around this country as much as anybody, you know, short of like you know, uh, Lewis and Clark. And yet, I still I, I I don't I don't go to the right places. I remember we went to the beach. We went to South Beach. Saw a lot of boobs. Drank, and then we went. To, we walked over to Ocean Drive and had lunch at like one of the outdoor patios. And a dude 
walking down the street with a giant anaconda around his neck, just like walk by, and people weren't people weren't amazed by this. I was like, this is an entirely different world, that and I'm liking it. Blow my mind, yeah. It was crazy. Uh, the oh, e- Eagles Colts arguing guys back. Did one of the girls at South Park say your anaconda don't want none? Unless you got buns on. <laughs> okay. Colts fan says Manning had a neck injury and didn't know if he was going to play again, so yeah, that's yeah. why they got rid of him for luck. Incompetent GM and head coach ruined luck. Well, who hires the GM and the head coach? Oh, Jim Mersey. That's correct. Dude, Colts fan, I'm not I'm, I don't even hate your Colts. I'm amazed that you're actually there's one there's a they have a fan that's as, as loyal as you are, because most of them just jumped on the bandwagon for Manning and then left and no one noticed afterwards. But dude, it's I'm not admit it, your owner's suck. You can do it. Bengals fans hate Mike Brown. Texas he, says Red that, fans hate that guy you hate. Texas says, and I wonder if this is his wife. I hope it is. Tire Gauge guy is 100% wrong. I'd rather have Putty's Magic 8-Ball jacket. That's a great reference pool, by the way. Text. Yeah. Texas says, a Tire Gauge it is. Thanks for nothing, TK. Go Colts. Have fun with mediocre <laughs> Jalen Hurts. Last season will be the best season in the history of his career. That's the guy who asked you for the idea in the first place. Now he's <laughs> mad at you. <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even offer the Tire Gauge. Texture says, Mike, trying to end the segment. Trevor, have you ever eaten edible underwear? Highest rung of quality. (laughs) Texture says, Mike, another internet sports phrase that needs to be retired is rent-free. Oh, my God, yes. It's so overused that it's basically lost meaning. Rent-free is right there on that list with it's not even close. Is it? Is it? They'll be considered modern day cliches. I mean, you just like say anything about a different person. It's like rent-free, buddy. Rent-free. And I'm like, (laughs) okay. Now, that's not the same as when I used to go to Commonwealth back in the late 90s and would say, this is our house. We just rented to you in the summer, in the fall. That's, that's, the same. that's good smack talk. Oh, yeah. I hope so. It got me beat up almost like three times. Texas, what's the insider fall practice scoop? Is it basketball or football? Football? It's all about Harrison Bailey, baby. Harrison Bailey. It's all about the Harrison it's Bailey. It's all about Harrison. This is the Harrison Bailey show now. It's all about the Harrison Bailey. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you want to be a quarterback? Shot caller? Pass thrower. <laughs> Texas, I've got all my thoughts here. This is a long text. We've we, we got time. We'll get to it real quick. I hate unregulated NIL. I hate the unregulated transfer portal. First anniversary, get her a matching wedding band to sandwich the engagement ring. Okay, that's interesting. That sounds expensive, but okay. It does. That's fine. I am side by side with food delivery people on a regular basis, and so many of them are repulsive. They stink. They look homeless. Their cars are trash on the inside. I would never eat food that came out of their hands. They're delivering food. What did you want? Edible underwear is a fun concept, but let's be honest, nobody's going to take a break from the activity they're doing just to sit there and snack on some underwear. You can take normal underwear off with your teeth all day long. I mean, I'm, already, I'm already snacking down there. Anyway. I am definitely pro-malt. <laughs> yeah, pro-malt, yeah. Mike, of course you are pro-Kelly Kapowski. You basically married her doppelganger. Well done, sir. Thank you. You pointed that out one day, and now it's I can't get past it. Yeah, when when you put when her pictures I, like side by side, I'm like, I'd never had a choice. When I saw her at the hospital, like, it's first time I'd seen her in like a while. I was like, dude, he's not, he wasn't lying. Yeah. Uh, I'm in the last text. I'm happily married and could pull off the topless swimming pool if my wife was with me. Would not be a good look if I went there by myself without her. I really don't think my wife would care. I'm not saying I would do it. I'm just saying she. It's not like you're hitting on him. I mean, you just. I mean, is, is it any different than seeing a topless woman in a in a movie or something? If I mean, you're watching. I mean, hmm. Texture says. I don't recall the cards ever playing Oregon State and Washington State. Washington State, we know they didn't. They played Oregon State, I think, in the tournament. Texas U of L played Oregon State first round of NCAA tournament in the late '80s. There you go. Okay. Texas That's... city tourism should be happy today. Tar pit tourist attractions being created in parking lots across the city today. A bump in revenue should follow this scorcher. I think the team they beat had AC Green on it. I'm almost positive. Really? Yeah, because he played at Oregon State. 
Texas says Mike and Trev, uh, UDF and Cincy has the best chocolate malls. They, UDF, I when I went to Dayton, there was a UDF right across from where we Never were living. Software. Like, oh, it's it, it, he's right. Their milkshakes and their malts are very, very good. Does their milkshake bring all the boys to the yard? It does. Texas Trevor, make Trevor say chrysanthemums. Chris, Chris say it again. Boom, nailed it. Chrysanthemums. 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 How do you not hear the mums at the end? I'm accentuating. Like the brothers? Chrysanthemums. Chrysanthemums. Yes! Did I yes! get it right? Yes! I sure as hell thought I was saying the same thing I want thing to end the show time. right there. I think we're done. That was beautiful. Chrysanthemums. I've never been more shocked by something that's coming out of your mouth, which is saying something. Well, we didn't play Oregon State in a tournament anywhere between 77 and 86. It was late 80s. Oh, I thought you said, okay, then AC went on that team. Texture says, tire gauge girl here. I'd be happy to drop hubs off at a topless pool. It's all about trust. I think it is. 88, 87, 88 when we played them, yeah. Okay. yeah I mean, my wife's like, what's he going to do? Well, <laughs> <laughs> look at now, him, would look, you be okay? Look at him, look at me. Would you be okay if Mary went to a bottomless pool? Yeah, would be fine. I have to say that because a girl going to a top, I mean, that's just any pool, right? Yeah. <laughs> which, which I never said if guys can't, why, 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 why can't women just show, show some nipple? We can. Why can't they? It's all about quality, right? It's all about quality. Thank you. All right. So, <laughs> chrysanthemums. Oh, we should have, boom. We should end the show right there. He's <laughs> saying chrysanthemums. Over I don't over. think there's anything going on tonight besides Major League Baseball. <laughs> My, I mean, Little League World Series is going on, but I don't have a game to pick. I, I didn't even watch the game. Hey, I don't like that picture they sent of the Arby's thing. That's not cool. I didn't see that. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> oh, it's the guy that's mad at me over the tire gauge and said, go Colts. Go Colts. It's just, it's just rat beef sandwich. The lights are burnt out and everything else. All right, Reds game tonight. Uh, they, they are back in action, trying to continue to maintain their stranglehold on the final red wild card spot. On the West Coast, playing the Arizona Diamondbacks. Brandon Williamson back on the hill. They've got a weird kind of funky starting lineup tonight. 940, this is an FS1 game tonight. Late night. This is the games that I live for. <laughs> Who do you got, Trev? The games you don't stay up for is what you mean. No, no, I do stay up for all of them. I do you it. really? Yeah, I mean, I'm up, I'm usually up. I'm, I'm up at least by 12:30 every night. Okay, all right, I gotta remember that. Merrill Kelly on the hill for the the time of day. Ooh, Merrill Kelly's like the. That's a great story. This is a guy like didn't even get in the league until like 30. He's been really good since. I mean, you to answer quickly here. Um, who's pitching for you, Williamson? I'm going Arizona tonight. I think Arizona was tonight too. Yeah, hope I'm wrong. Go Reds. Go cards. Everyone have a fantastic Thursday night. Go bats. We got bats baseball coming your way once again. We do here in about uh, seven minutes. Seven minutes. You'll hear the Delta Tones of Nick Curran. Enjoy it. We'll see you guys tomorrow at three from the State Fair. Should be fantastic. Go cards. Go Reds. Go bats. Ransom. Go bats.